Go to hell, Howard. I'm not giving you my case. And I'm going to tell every one of those clients what a lying, miserable pig fucker you are. And my pants are off. Yeah. What is going on? Dude, I would totally be like a free-range flamingo master. Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast. With your host, Lee Rodriguez. Ooh, look, I switched the head around. Eat a dick. Jason Nye. Does Nick Fury look like a bitch? Then why are you trying to fuck him, Brad? And Jose Guzman. Don't tickle me. You won't <laughs> like me if you tickle me. <laughs> I'm gonna blank you so blank down there, I'm just gonna leave a mess when I'm yeah. done. <laughs> Check it out. Pee-pee in my mouth. So strap in and shut up. We've got a show to do. What's going on, folks? Today is Tuesday, April 21st, 2015, and this is episode number 99, 99 of the com podcast. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining me on the line tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Jose Guzman. Hey, who ordered three bags of nuts? <laughs> and, uh, Galliaris, what's up, sir? This summer on NBC, Joey Fatone jacks you off. <laughs> All right. That's a CW show at best. <laughs> at best. I'd personally rather Lance Bass jerk me off, I don't know. Do you think out of all the guys, well, he would have the most, the better of the form. I mean, he has the most practice because even, you know, everyone else only has the practice of jacking themselves off. So they have the stroke they like. But he's the only one that really knows how to stroke another dude. Yeah, I've never jacked off another guy. I mean, not that I'm down for hand jobs. They're disgusting. But (laughs) if you're doing karaoke, you do karaoke. (laughs) That's a different story. Oh, Christ. So, yeah, well, uh, remember how, like, last week, we said, hey, man, it's going to be a slow news week. So, we're going to just fuck it. We're just going to plan to watch Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that didn't work out. No. Because shit, shit went crazy, man. A lot, a lot of stuff happening, man. Uh, so, well, we'll get on to that in a little bit. It was probably. Yeah, our- they, they announced they're making another Star Wars, folks. Did you hear about this shit? <laughs> A They're actually doing another Star Wars? <laughs> Fucking like a couple of them, no less. I'd say it's been one of the biggest news weeks as far as trailers <laughs> dropping since the the Marvel event where they announced all that shit. Yeah, it was goddamn... Yeah. It was fucking Taylor Palooza last week. Pretty insane. Uh, but, you know, the, not without uh, other things as well to dis- to discuss. I... um. The lady and I, the lady and I did finish Daredevil. Cool. Uh, so, so we can have our Daredevil talk this week. We we, we can wrap up a little bit of Daredevil chat. Um, now, uh, just wise, he emailed last week, and he said, "You know, where were there any? Uh, what if any Easter eggs regarding other Netflix shows? Did you notice?" And I'm like, "Didn't really notice a whole lot." And then they fucking rained down Iron Fist shit all. Over the last few episodes of that fucking yeah, show, yeah, they did. Which like point point some of the stuff out to me. Yeah, because I I'm I'm a little well. For starters, the, the one that I the one that I first saw was Gal's heroine. 
uh, right. has on the little package. The little red thing, the little red swirl, is the uh, uh, steel serpent. Yeah. Which is Davos's uh, sigil, like the Iron Fist is arch enemy. See, I, I, I thought it, it it reminded me of the Iron Fist sizzle, sigil. Sizzle. Sizzle. <laughs> but I, I, I wasn't far off. I wasn't far off. It is that That's without cool. wings on it. That's the steel serpent. Cool, he cool. got it because he tried to fight. He tried to kill the dragon. Didn't work. So he was branded with just the the body. So he became the steel serpent. Um, her whole thing, like I, um, I believe, Gal was actually going to be Crane Mother. That's what I'm thinking too. One of the the leaders of the uh, city of heaven adjacent to Kunlun, where uh, Davos gets his powers from after he's banished from Kunlun. She slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> All of that means. Is that like if they're doing this? That means the fucking story they're telling in that Iron Fist show is the last Iron Fist story. Yes, more Iron Fist, last Iron Fist story, and that is, <laughs> I actually made little giddy sounds <laughs> when she fucking. Because I'm like, I think maybe she's crane mother, and then she shoots him across the room with one hand that I went, <laughs> and then she's all like, "Oh, I don't come from any place you can find on any map, motherfucker." Yeah, <laughs> try uh, tracking me down into the skies. Says, "How many languages do you speak?" She says, "All of them." All of them, even the languages you do not know exist. Even languages I speak to the fucking dragon from Neverending Story. <laughs> she says, "I even speak pig fuck." <laughs> <laughs> you can't paint all the colors of the wind, I'm sure. So, okay, okay, Lee, let me ask. What do you think of the fucking... What do you think of the suit? We talked about it a little bit before we started. Like, I, I wasn't... I don't like... I didn't like any of the steel images that I, that I saw. Like, the stills that didn't do it any justice. Like, Nye said, the one that's, like, on the title card or whatever, the, the preview... The way it's shot, like the, the lighting, it makes it look like the eyes are open. Yeah. It yes. Looks, no, even in the show, though, I always thought the eyes, it looked like the eyes were open. It looks the like show. the eyes are open and there's no like dark makeup or anything around it. Just bare yeah. flesh. But it's no. Just the, it's yeah. just the, from certain angles. But like once he got into it and started moving around, I was fucking all over it. I loved it. I'm still not sold. I, I loved it once it, got in, once it got into the action. That was great. Uh, man, just... Really good, man, and I'm I'm trying to, like, I'm not, I I think it fucked up the curve for everything else. Yeah, it did. Like, I don't it, know. If it fucked up the curve. It, it, curve. It just means everything's gonna have to step up its game now. Well, that's the thing, man. Is that like, you know, like, Age of Ultron is gonna be really good, yeah. but it's gonna be in a, in a very different way. You know what I mean? It's gonna be big, like, and, and you know, big and over the top, and like, and you know, and all these, you know, the big world saving shit, huge effects, whatever. But you know. It's probably not going to have anywhere near. It can't possibly have like the personality that Daredevil's got because it's got more time, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it is a thirteen-hour-long movie. Yeah, yeah, but but then you can't be like, oh, it's not just because the TV show because it fucking go to hell and die in the shield. Like you got nothing. Like you know, <laughs> it's not because it has the time. It's this perfect storm of everything, and it's I it, I, it is I really believe it's the best thing Marvel Studios has ever done. It's. It was- Hands down, like I, I know, I hope they're gonna like it. I did not expect it to be actually the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> yeah, you I were gonna like it the, no matter what. Not I love that, that they're <laughs> able to. You got thirteen hours to tell a story, and aren't most of the you know the comic the, the arcs what twelve thirteen books, and then it's on to someone else's story or some shit. It's a lot of times, yeah. So that, yeah. Y- you can tell complete 
stories without cutting shit you'd need to in the movie. And then no one's going to, you know, if you do 14 Iron Man movies in a row, you're going to be like, come on. But you can do these series, you know, seasons, tell whatever story, you know, they got and then still throw him back in the movies. I want to see more come out with everything. Give give a lot more characters these seasons. Just tell these little arcs and be done with it. Well, it was such it was such a huge hit. They uh, they announced today just a mo- an hour ago. Uh, they confirmed Netflix and Marvel that uh, oh, well, they're on, getting hold a, on, doing hold a season. On, hold on. Yeah, hit, hit it, hit it, hit it. There we go. Uh, they confirmed season two of Daredevil next year. Fuck yeah! So nice. so they're doing uh alias uh, uh well, well, aka Jessica Jones. Later this year, right? Uh, so next year will be Luke Cage and another Iron Fist. I mean, another uh, Daredevil. Yeah, because that's the other thing is you can't give us this Daredevil, have it be so great, and leave it where you want to see more, and be like, "All right, we'll see you in three years." <laughs> yeah, like which no, I think was the original that. plan. Like, hey, we're gonna yeah, do I think four shows, we're gonna do a movie, a series, miniseries. It's gonna be great. And it was like, "Fuck yeah!" And the Daredevil came out and goes, "Please, we can't. No, we we need more." <laughs> well, yeah, but I. It does how much they got their shit together. It sounds like they have that contingency plan in line to if they had to bump it up. But let's just announce this instead of a, instead of saying we're going to do five seasons of Daredevil, do the one and let the public demand more. And then you just look like a hero. You're like, oh, you want more bread? Here you go. And, <laughs> and you know, the king. Tossing out fucking to the peasants as they drive by your hood. I do like that, uh, you know, they kind of end it where, you know, Kingpin goes to jail and they're talking, well, he's not going to be on trial for a year. So essentially, we can just kind of wait a year and they can start the next season with Kingpin on trial. Yeah. Well, that even makes it to court. He might be busted out by a new fucking... Good uh, bad guy for true. Fucking hand combat, hand combusting out. True or yeah. bullseye, razor fist. Yes. Yeah, he's on. He the the season starts where he's on the way to trial, and then all of a sudden the 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 van gets hit. He gets broken out, and and here's your new villain. Because Kingpin can kind of be gone for a while. You don't even need Kingpin around. Well, yeah. Season. So they could. They could have him on trial for the entire second season while Daredevil deals with another supervillain. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And have Matt Murdock involved in the in the uh, court case too. So, so you got those parallel stories going on. Now we talked about it's it's essentially thirteen issues of comic, but I think. It could have been ten issues. <laughs> See, you said that last week. I felt they were padding it, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole fucking time. I gotta say, yeah, no, from the point where Foggy finds out that Matt is Daredevil, up until pretty much the final episode, I thought was just the same conversation over and over again. I like if I had to see another scene between Ben and Karen. Where Ben's like, you're in over your head, girl. You don't know what you're getting into. And Karen's like, Ben, I can do it. <laughs> but then luckily, uh, we weren't going to see any more of those scenes. Which oh. was a weird... Spoilers, folks. Yeah, spoilers. Because we've talked, we've all seen the entire season. 
but a, a weird a weird death I I'd say. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever watched any superhero thing or whatever and like, you know, as fucking Fisk has got Ben down choking him out, which again snubs out Ben's entire arc in the comics. Yeah. Which is really shocking. Yeah, see that threw me off too, because when you guys were talking about Ben, you know, like he's around, he's a big part of the story. I and was not, not expecting and not just Daredevil, I, the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, but like his whole thing, yeah. like, you know, back he he figured out that Matt was Daredevil. Like he put it together himself and like, you uh-huh. know, held that secret for years and kind of helped him out. But, like, that whole arc is not going to happen on the show, which is interesting. So, like, knowing that, like, knowing his role, you know, historically and whatever, like, you know, Fisk is choking him out, and, like, you know, I, I'm practically out loud just going, Matt's going to save him, right? <laughs> come on. Yeah. Come on, Daredevil. Come to, come to the window and save him. What, <laughs> and then, nope. Why aren't you going to save him, Daredevil? <laughs> and then at some point, I'm like, he ain't coming. <laughs> like, nope. he's not gonna come oh man oh boy that's not a good time but like i i think it was an unnecessary uh murder because you know you already yeah. had the motivation for matt to go after kingpin and then they also killed the old spanish lady so you already had collateral damage especially and- with like the old lady that makes sense because i'm pretty sure that character in the comic did not have big impact but, but I think it's just a matter of like someone I, I liked it because it it sort of it it gave the the impression that like that you know aside from Daredevil because the name's in the fucking show nobody's safe yeah yeah and I yeah. think that's interesting like it makes They're it pulling they, like a Walking Dead like no much as like you don't get of, this character one of the things I think that made it so successful and I don't know if I talked about it, I know I talked about it with Go I don't know if I talked about it on the show or not is that like the stakes are appropriately low in the show. Mm-hmm. Like at no point is the city like is the whole city up for grabs like you know he's not saving the fucking world like it's it's an intimate it's quite an intimate story it's tight he's just trying to keep his fucking neighborhood safe like at no point do I believe that he's gonna fucking you have to throw a nuke out into the ocean like yeah. it's just it's just not that <laughs> it's just not that big you know it's it's appropriately small I just think it works so fucking well man it's so yeah, good it's just confined within the the doings of hell's kitchen it's like 10 blocks he's, he's got 10 blocks you know like and he's just trying to damn this i loved it and speaking of nuke someday we could get born again we could get TV. born again that'd be so it just him and captain america teaming up and doing stuff and fighting nuke yeah <laughs> that'd be so fucking good yeah yeah uh, uh aside with my problems with like episodes 10 11 and 12 I think they were more glaring because I was so into all the other episodes and and overall. Well, yeah, but you I, also got to remember, you also got to take this into into consideration. Your mood was different. Like that was yeah. all six of us yeah. in it. No, I I totally admit that it was me watching by myself and I was sick and and tired. So that could have been part of it, but you know it. I noticed being bored with those few episodes, but overall, I really fucking dug it, and I'm stoked for season two. What's so happening, you guys? Do you guys see that? Oh, they... One more Iron Fist tie. I just remembered. Go on. Was uh, someone posted this on Twitter that the truck that is carrying the the waste that goes on that goes in Matt's eyes is a Rand Corporation truck? Oh is it? shit! Yeah. No shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I remember seeing that when David Aha asked on Twitter, he was like, hey, I heard that there's some Iron Fist Fist stuff. Daredevil, can anyone tell me what it was? And they linked him to a picture of the truck that said Rand. 
That's awesome. That's Randy. And Rob in the chat is asking about if uh, Stick's arc is leading to Iron Fist, a hand, or something else. And if they're, if they're following the track of the book, it's the hand. Like, yeah. Refresh my memory, Kelly. What is his group's name, the White Ninjas? What the fuck are they called? Oh, it's, it's like shit. Stick and Stone shit. and Shaft. Like, what the fuck? What? They got a Shaft running around this motherfucker? I don't remember their name. Yeah, uh, I don't either. I got to go back and check it out again. But, like, if they, you know, they're basically, you know, it's, it's a, a clan that feuds with. The hand, and so that's the the war he's alluding to, and you know, and Matt and Electra and a few others that they don't necessarily name outright. Like you know, we've been sort of marked by both organizations as like you know potential kind of game changers. Uh, Electra, meaning you know the girl that he dated, the Greek chick in college, that one fucking throwaway line. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> they are uh, the the chased. The chased. There you go. Huh. Okay. Uh, did you guys notice the fucking stilt man legs in yes, Melvin yes, Potter's uh, uh, workshop? Uh, yes, I did. This is something. Apparently, the sniper who shot the uh, the one cop while uh, Daredevil was in the in the warehouse with the Russian. Apparently, that sniper who was dressed like all swatted up had a fucking playing card in his bag. No shit, really. So they're saying that maybe it was a it was a nod to Bullseye. They just get it is the yeah. thing. Like, and you know, and not to jump the gun a little bit, but you know, like coming off of Daredevil, that's the thing that I can just say over and over again is that, like they fucking got it. Like everyone involved just got it. So they got the character, the vibe, like they got it. <laughs> and then fucking like that Batman v Superman trailer came out, and I'm like, they don't get it. They don't get it at all. Like, oh, are you talking about the Batman with the guns on the uh, hood of his car? And the one where Superman's the villain? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. They 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 totally get it. What are you talking about? Jesus. But yeah, that was, it's so fucking good, man. So good. Um I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm I'm stoked for that. Exactly. I also I don't know of a world we could live in where <laughs> Lee is just utterly disappointed that the Daredevil shows suck. I mean, yeah. cuz he he this is this was this was the moment. This was his Woodstock. There's, uh, <laughs> have you guys ever seen Fanboys? No. Like, no. It's pretty good. It's fun. Like, uh, in case you haven't seen it, folks listening as well, Fanboys, um, it's fucking, nah, who, it's, 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 uh, Fogelberg. Fogelberg, yeah. Dan Fogler. 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 Fogler, yeah. <laughs> Fogler, and I think Jay Baruchel, I think maybe a couple guy. I don't know. But, like, it's, um, these guys, one of their buddies is like four friends. And uh, one of them finds out that he's got cancer, basically. And this is like, you know, set like in 2000, 2000. And so, or not in 2000, it would have been earlier than that, I guess. Point is, before episode one comes out, they've announced that the prequels, these guys are super fucking nerds. You know, they want to see episode one. And so, but this guy's going to die before it comes out. So the plan is, they're going, they, they, they said it's a road movie. They're going to go to Skywalker Ranch, break in, steal the movie so they can see the fucking movie. So, you know, it's pretty good. And so, you know, they, uh, there's a spot right towards the very end where, like, you know, the, the one guy looks at the other guy and goes, wait, what if it sucks? <laughs> 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 so there was always that thing back in my mind, like, what if it's not good? Because it could happen. It could happen. There's some alternate hellscape 
where Alton Hellscape World with it was terrible. But luckily, we we got the good one. Well, this so. this thing says that uh, the the scene where Matt went to talk to uh, their cop friend Mahoney. Yes, uh, fucking Stanley's picture. Yes, is, that, is that, hanging on the wall. No the, shit. The Stanley nice. cameo is uh, a picture on the wall behind Brett as he's at like the, Here, let, the booking desk. Let me let me run down this real quick. It, it's Urix. There's a, a Hulk newspaper article. Yeah, the, Har- the I, I thought it was about Harlem, and I thought maybe it's a Luke Cage thing, but no, it's a fucking Hulk thing. But the the Crusher Creel first costume, Saint Agnes Orphanage, Asano Robotics. It says that it's an obscure uh, company, a robotics company owned by Yoshido Asano, an obscure Iron Man villain who seeks vengeance against America after it was after he was horribly disfigured in the atomic bombing of Hiroshima. It was the, uh, the writing on the side of the black sky shipping container. It said Asano, uh, it, it was in oh, Chinese yeah. or Japanese. Okay. Said Asano Robotics. Uh, Claire Temple. Steel Serpent, Kingpin's white suit and Ascot. And that was pretty cool how they they gave you Kingpin in all white and it made sense. Yeah. That and was and really they cool. they kind of made fun of it. When they made fun of it at dinner, I was like, Oh, he'll never wear it then. You know, they made a joke of it. But then as as his arc changed, he started dressing lighter. And then at one point he had a white shirt on. I was like, are, are they going to? <laughs> and then at the end, when the, he was in all white in the prison, I was like, that's fucking cool. I, I dug that whole. Yeah, the first minute you see him, he's dressed in coaster. all black and he goes to all white. It's an amazing arc. Oh, and when he looked in the mirror. Oh, shit. Yeah. saw himself as just a little tubby kid blood all over his face. Like, that's fucking deep. Yeah. That shit got deep real quick. <laughs> I was like, he makes a hell of an omelet, but he is fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so Steel Serpent, Kingpin's white suit and ascot, Stanley's cameo picture, Atlas Investments, uh, Leland Osley, Cornelius Van Lunt. Van Lunt was the previous uh, tenant in the... the, uh, Nelson and Murdoch offices. Okay. And Van Lunt right. is a, a what, what's it say there, Jose? Billionaire businessman and criminal mastermind known as Taurus. He founded a criminal cartel called Zodiac, which battled against oh, the no event. Oh, shit. Nice. Huh. All right. So M- Melvin Potter, uh, stilt man suit, 0464. Barrels containing the chemicals that blinded a young Matt Murdock are labeled 0464, a reference to April 1964, publication date of the first Daredevil comic. That's how deep they go, folks. Holy (laughs) shit. shit. They said, you know what? Barrels, put the fucking date of the first comic. Why not? Let's get nuts. People will get it or they won't, but it's fucking funny. Ains of Shield is bullshit, you guys. This, This does say that that was bullseye. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure you're reading that exact same article same I just went through. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Stick chasing the hand. W H I H World News. I guess it's it's the network that keeps covering everything sure, throughout yeah, yeah. in the whole universe. Brett Mahoney, Father. That's one of the first things I noticed about the show was the cop's name was Mahoney, and I'm sitting next to Mahoney, and I'm like, eh? Eh? (laughs) And he just goes, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw that like weeks ago, (laughs) motherfucker. 
They're saying uh, there's a. Does did Hawkeye have a boxing family? It says that one of the names on the back poster in the gym is Barton. It could be. Uh, I don't think so. No. Uh, no it says, it, it says it's a stretch. Yeah, I don't believe so. But that's cool. These guys, they know what they're doing, folks. Are we worried that they have changed showrunners? Uh, not given who they are. Uh, yeah, well, who are these guys? Uh, one of the guys worked, uh, worked on Buffy. Another dude worked on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about Buffy, but I know it was big enough to make a following that still stands now. So that's good. And, to and have the guys were like... And they were working on the show this time too. Like you know, they're not out of fucking nowhere. Okay, like they were okay. on the show. So, so, so they know what's up. They've been around. They're they're first season vets. They're just running it now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. guys that made this awesome, they're gonna go make something else awesome. Right. Yeah. No. And real quick, uh, before we move on too much further, I uh, want to share a uh, couple things. Um, I, I saw the infamous uh, Big Smo. At Kroger today. <laughs> yesterday. Okay, so you saw him in person. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you and Smo hung out, huh? It's, I, Big Smo Big is Smo. a is a country rapper, I guess. Yep. And he's like from this fucking town. Like he like lives here, and he's a uh, he's, his he's bus like is parked in fucking here. the middle of town. Yeah, and like his bus is always broke down. <laughs> it's always at this fucking repair shop. I drive by the bus ten times a week. <laughs> and uh, you know, and that's what I'm, I know him mostly by the big ass picture of his face on the side of his bus. There's no doubt that it's the, the big Smo bus. We fucking partied right across the street from the big Smo bus last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm walking around doing my thing. I am walking around, you know, picking up my fucking yogurts and shit. And like, you know, one of the fucking couple of clerks, one guy's like, "Oh, it's just big Smo. It's big Smo. It's just big Smo over there." I'm like, "Oh, it's big Smo. All right." And honestly, he looks like Travis with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what he looks like Travis of Superfly Comics. Uh, it was the beard. That's all he looks like. Just some fucking dude. But like you know, he's just pushing a cart, doing his thing, and every once in a while, somebody will stop and hassle him for a minute. Good for you. Do it, Big Smo. And uh, the 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 biggest uh, thing I have on my weekend is uh, yeah. So Friday, uh, I moved all my stuff at work. I think it settled into the new gig. Uh, hey, there's your new desk and all this stuff. Great, nice. awesome, you know. Moving on up. Moving on up big time. I'm fucking management now. Management with no direct hires. That's the oh, best kind of management. Nice. nice. For sure. Best management. So that's all good. And uh, I, so I got to learn uh, SQL code. Okay, great. Better than prequel uh, code. <laughs> goddamn right. So one of the uh, another one of the ladies in the other department, have, I met her once or twice. Her name's Erin. She comes over. She says, hey, so. Uh, I'm going to be in the training class, too, because she's going to be learning to do some similar reporting and coding so she can basically do some of the stuff that she needs on a regular basis on her own as opposed to having to ask somebody else to do it, which I think is kind of awesome. Um, so it's like, hey, yeah, so so what's this? And she you know, opens up, you know, she points to a line in the training manual that they sent us. She's like, open the training manual. So I open it up, and she says, it says, in order to do, this, in order to do these labs, you're going to need Microsoft Hyper-V. I'm like, I don't fucking have Hyper-V. What the hell is that? I don't know. You know what it is? She says, no. Like, oh, shit. Okay, well, let's fucking download Hyper-V. So download Hyper-V. It's a fucking two-gig download at work, so it takes forever. And so it comes in. You know, I get it loaded up, and it's like a, it's like an ISO file. So I have to, like, find a – I have to I install, like, this 
uh, virtual drive software so I can mount the image up so that it thinks it's a CD and all this stuff. I'm trying to walk her through the same <laughs> process. And we get into it and like, oh, you can't do it. Oh, shit, you got to have 64-bit. You're on 32-bit. Okay, well, I've got 64-bit. So I'm going to install it and, you know, figure shit out. It's almost 5 o'clock and i got to go. And she's super pissed. She's like, fuck, okay, whatever. So she calls. Maybe I'll get, I can get a 64-bit loaner and I'll install it this weekend. Great. Smash cut to a couple hours later. I install Microsoft Hyper-V on my work laptop. And at no point during the exploration and installation of this software does it tell me that it's a server operating system. Um, so it overwrites Windows. <laughs> <laughs> because it's an entire operating system. I can no longer boot Windows, and I'm starting this $3,000 training course on Monday, presumably with this computer that I can no longer operate and function. And so I'm texting this girl. She gave me a number for the, before we left, and I'm texting her. like, I'm like I, I've just barely met her. I don't know her from anything. But I sent her like 19 text messages. I'm like, whatever you do, don't do the thing that we were trying to do. I can't stress this enough. You have to stop what you're doing. <laughs> don't do this. And so I spend hours trying to find like, you know, a window. All I need is a fucking Windows 7 disk. That's all I need. And I can recover it because the files are still there. They're just like sectioned off and shit. Because I just don't want to go in Monday morning looking like an asshole. Yeah. And cannot find the fucking thing. I know for a fact she has a loaner laptop, so I'm going to be in good shape. But I walk in yesterday morning, I'm like, hey, um, so I put a server operating system on this. I need to get Windows back on it. And the look on this guy's face goes, why did you, what? And I go, it's a long story, but can, can you please fix it? And he just kind of <laughs> goes, yeah. <laughs> and he walks away with the laptop. <laughs> I was super fucking stressed out. Like I got super stressed out about it. And finds that you know, and give it to God, and then you know Ed, and you know between the two of them they worked it out. But it was fucking stressful because seriously, if at any point it had said, "Hey man, it's gonna kill your Windows," I'd have said, "No, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I do not want this. So we do, in fact, need the Hyper V, but that's housed in a virtual machine that we're going to remote into throughout the rest of the class. So no one actually has to install shit locally. This was not specified in the training materials. <laughs> so I had a great deal of heartburn over it for absolutely no reason at all. It was a test. Oh, I feel you on heartburn over nothing absolutely at all. <laughs> <laughs> we, real good. Just saying. we spent fucking three goddamn days spinning something. <laughs> here, here, here. The most okay. expensive top. Yeah, the most expensive top in the history of fucking tops. <laughs> okay. We we got I, I put a link in the chat. You can click it. So we we got the the fucking the arms now. New so new steady cam for the mobile with the steady cam. So, so instead you, of you get it, instead of oh, Jose just shit. instead of Jose just holding it with his arm and fucking getting super tired after ten seconds, he can just fucking roll around with this sweet ass vest and Doctor Octopus arm, and it's it's golden and it's super smooth. And, you know, it, it ups our production level to the 10th degree. But it's right. our first time so using see it. see what it does? That's, yes. it's perf that's called dynamic balance. That's when it's perfect. Because you can have the Steadicam balanced up and down perfectly. But when you turn, you wobble. When, when it spins like that, it doesn't wobble. So you're supposed to check the vertical balance. 
you lift that whole thing up and let it drop and you see the speed that, you know, all that. And then you're supposed to spin it. If it wobbles, then you have to move some shit. You know, you got weights, you got the battery, you got the monitor, you got the camera. You can move the camera up, move the battery up. You know what I mean? You have to just find the sweet spot for the balance. It's, we were watching videos. Jason came over. Who the fuck's Jason? (laughs) (laughs) He came over Saturday. You know, we're going to play with the equipment, shoot some shit, set this thing up. Because we had to wait for the stand to come in because the fucker's heavy. And didn't get to do that. He came over like at noon, left around nine. That whole time we spent trying to play with this fucking thing, trying to get it balanced because it just would troubleshooting not straight. Just trying every YouTube idea, videos, YouTube videos, watching them, rewatching them, <laughs> breaking it down, starting from the beginning. We stepped close. One. He'd spin it and it would spin perfectly, like a couple revolutions, and then start to wobble. And we'd be like, "Okay, okay, that's like." The best we've gotten it, he'd adjust it a little bit, spin it once, and it would just be wobble, wobble, wobble. Garbage. <laughs> just garbage. Like, like, that's the thing is, like, just the hair movement can f- left instead of right makes th- all the difference. I do love that you're trying so hard to get this, like, thing to work that really has no practical application. Unless you're going to be doing like, you know, 360 spins seven in a row. Yeah, but no, but no, 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 it's not about spinning. No, it's when you turn, the camera wobbles. I see. I see. I'm with you. I'm with you. The the spinning is just, it's just to test it. It, I see. I'm with you now. I'm with you. It needs to spin perfectly in order for the Steadicam to, to work at its, uh, you know, full potential. I'm with you. Okay. So it's completely 100% now you're Steadicamming. Otherwise, if I'm following a guy and then I turn left to right, when I turn, I, you know, you're going to get that weird wobble. It's going to yeah. fly up. Or it fly turns left. into a pendulum. Yes. I'm with you. I'm back. So this is just the test. You know, we're not trying to do a 360 spin move. We fucking could, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. But it's just when you spin it, if it spins perfect, your rig is balanced. You're good to go. Bam. Jump on the shit. But it's not supposed to be that hard. That's the thing. It's not supposed to take three days. So he left at nine. I walked away from, oh, and. It's not supposed to take three days. <laughs> the, the, the tool, you know, it's a little T-bar tool. After eight hours, gone. Gone. He fucking lost it. It's <laughs> gone. Okay. Like not, not anywhere. So because we had, we thought we got it. We got it to the, to the closest spin we could. We're like, fuck it. Let's go play. Put it on, went in the backyard, shot a little bit. It was way too wobbly. Whenever Then that's the other thing is when you stop, it'll slowly come to a stop. But if it's not balanced right, when you stop, it'll pendulum and jerk. And then yeah, like whiplash. while you're even using a steady cam, you might as well just shoot handheld. If you're just going to get these horrible jerks, you know, it's supposed <laughs> to be smooth. Right, right, right. We're a couple of so, horrible jerks. <laughs> You know, when we were going out there, so now we can't find this thing. So I'm thinking maybe it fell out of my pocket. Maybe it was in my pocket. When we went out to play, it fell out. We searched the backyard for another half hour. Yeah. And that, was hey, it's getting dark. And it, at that point, I'm like, I have a headache. I'm going home. I don't think we're fucking getting this thing to spin like a top anytime soon. So I chill. I go back to it about an hour later. And I'm up till two fucking around with it. Still nothing. Oh, no, dude. So I go to bed. I wake up Sunday. 
I clean everything, you know, because the room's a little mess because, you know, we were, we're still getting packed and we got new shit we're trying to get together. So there's just equipment everywhere. So I, I clean up the office. I clean my bedroom. The T-bar's not around. All right, fine. I take a shower, <laughs> center myself, get something to eat, and I come back to play. I jump on it. Now, me and the lady coming back from Tennessee, we got sick. Everyone ended up getting sick. Yeah. She got some sinus shit. I ate some goddamn recalled Bluebell chocolate chip <laughs> cookie dough ice cream. I shit myself for an hour and a half oh. in the morning. And what's fucked up is Publix had that shit on sale a week before they announced it. So they knew that shit was fucked up. They said, oh, fucking Bluebell called everybody and was like, hey, man. We fired somebody. He shit in his hands and put it in a bunch of vats of ice cream. We don't know which ones. We don't know what it affects. But you might want to get rid of your stock. And public said, we got ice cream for sale, motherfuckers. So we bought it. We both ate it. I woke up at fucking... Oh, here's another cool thing. We finished season six of Sons of Anarchy. Netflix and Hulu doesn't have seven yet. What the fuck? Well, that's the one that just ended. Well, yeah, but Hulu had seven when we started. Oh, they pulled it. I am pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we both saw it. If not, but either way, it's coming back 25th. But this was all the same night. We had a big bowl of ice cream. We watched the season finale. It was fucking awesome. And then I wake up at four in the morning like I'm pregnant and the baby's kicking. And I'm (laughs) shit. She wakes up feeling like shit. She leaves and spends the next week and a half sick as a fuck. So (laughs) back to my story. So I jump on, you know, I, I don't wake up until about four because I just wasn't feeling it. So I jump on this thing about eight. Next thing I know. <laughs> I woke up at four, doesn't jump on it until eight. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to clean and, and make sure that the T-bar wasn't in here. So I finally went outside, found it on accident when Damien was, I was yelling at Damien for going too far in the backyard. Found it on accident. Now I'm like, all right. Let's go, let's go jump on this thing. Let's do this. I'm feeling it. So I jump on around 8. Next thing I know, it's 7 in the morning, <laughs> Monday, and I'm getting a text from the lady saying, hey, I'm on my way. So by then, I'm like, well, fuck it. I might as well not go to bed. <laughs> so I was up all night, still, still not straight, and, I'm, and I don't get it. I don't understand it. But we need this done before we jump on the plane Thursday, because we can't be doing this shit in Chicago. Yeah, we can't be spending 15 hours straight trying to get something to spin perfectly. So, she, sa- she makes a suggestion like, hey, we'll just, just uh, you know, record it so you can look and see how off the spins are. Open up the LCD screen. Because this thing, you know, when all fully put together, it has a monitor and a, and a thing. So I flip open the LCD, hit record, forget to close it, go back, check the balance. It's fucking balanced. It's spinning. <laughs> Perfect. I fucking videotape it. I send it to this guy. And then I'm like all fucking excited. And then I look. I see the LCDs open. I close it. And it's not balanced. That was the fucking key. You open the, the the screen, and it balances beautifully. I'm doing it with my eyes closed now. It's so easy. That's why it there's nothing else on the tutorials. It's not a three-day fucking job. It was supposed <laughs> to be done in two minutes. But all the videos we watched, none of them had a camera with an LCD monitor on it. With with, with you know with with the regular monitor, the the flip screen. Okay. 
So that never came up. They were just using the, the monitor at the bottom. And since we were using the monitor at the bottom, we didn't think to have that open because we're not using it. So why would it be open? But you need it open to fucking balance it. Right, <laughs> balance, right. <sighs> Three days later, man, and an accident. I get a video text at 11.15 a.m. on Monday from Jose's girlfriend that says, It's on, motherfucker! <laughs> and it's a video of this thing just spinning perfectly. And it's easy. It's easy with that thing open. But that's that's the problem we were finding. It is you know, none of the videos the guy said, Hey, make sure your monitor is open if you have yeah, one. I, and and nothing it, but like you're saying it makes perfect sense because of course it would have a profound impact on the balance. Yeah. That being open. It makes sense. I'm not saying I would have thought about it, thought of it either, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, because our thought was we're not, you know, when we're not using it, it's closed. If you're looking through the eye, the eye, you know, the eye viewfinder, that thing's closed. When you're not using the eye viewfinder, that thing's open. It's just I'm used to if I'm not using it, I'm closing it. We're using the monitor now, so why? So we never thought to open it. Even at one point, Travis was in here <laughs> trying to shit up, and he doesn't even know what the fuck he's looking at. <laughs> He's like, do this, do this. And sure as shit, one of the suggestions he had help. And, and, and <laughs> that, we thought we had it. We're like, oh, we're so close. We got it because it's kind of, you know, we're getting the right speed of the drop. It's straight up and down, and it's not wobbling as much. And we thought we were so close five hours later. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, this, this, it, it, you know, it might sound small, but this could ruin a convention. If this was going on in Chicago, well, I oof. think I think if, like, if it got to the point, yeah, if it got to the point where we couldn't get it balanced, I would have suggested that we fucking leave it behind for C two E two, and yeah, but that wouldn't have made it fun because the whole time we're there, we're thinking about oh, there's that couple thousand dollar toy just sitting at home. Yeah, yeah. that may not have necessarily ruined. Like your ability to cover the convention, but it definitely would have soured the fucking mood. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm yeah. not saying we wouldn't have got the job done because worst case, we would have just went with the old glide. You know what I mean? And I just would have sucked it up and handheld the whole thing for the for the whole weekend. But there's that thought in the back of your mind: I we're going angry, we're going pissed. You know what I mean? <laughs> the whole mood, the dynamic of the mood, and then we probably we would have got fucking snippy with each other. It wouldn't have been fun. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I, I think we were very even-tempered that entire day when we were trying to get it balanced. I, I don't think either of us lost our temper or our patience. No. But three days later, I, I was getting there. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's because, a few things it, worse than shit not working when you know it should be. Yes, and it shouldn't have been that hard because no, nowhere – that's the other thing is no, they just glossed over it. In the tutorials, they're like, all right, if it's not spinning right, you know, just if you move your battery back, move your camera forward, and then you'll eventually find the sweet spot. And then they just moved on. And I'm like, we're two days deep in a fucking wobbly motherfucker. What do you mean? You're not telling me how to do this. Yeah, no, he's not kidding. They totally like, it, it seemed the videos were like, okay, now you got to do this. 
Now you got to do this. Okay, now the hard part is to get your dynamic balance and to get it to spin perfectly. So, you, you know, you, okay, moving on. <laughs> all this is, you, if you move the battery back, move the camera forward. If you move the camera forward, move the battery back. If you move the camera back, move the battery forward. And you just got to find that that little spot. <laughs> and I'm like, no! <laughs> and then open up the fucking LCD, completely balanced. I, you know, I just just to make sure, I I marked everything on the pole, you know, where everything's at, just in case we can't figure it out again. Um, took it completely apart, put it back together, balanced that motherfucker in under a minute. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. But you know, and that's why they glossed over it so quickly, is it shouldn't have been a three day fucking process. It should just be wham, you move the battery back, ma'am. Cameras forward, balance, spin it. It's going good. Yeah, but there was that one guy who's like, you know, this is the hard part. Yeah, yeah, and the other guy. Well, see, he had motive. This motherfucker was telling you how to balance it, but the whole time he's like, but you should really rent one first. Or or, hire a Steadicam operator. (laughs) Pitching The whole thing was an infomercial pitching his company to rent him instead of doing it yourself. So he's like, you know, it's pretty fucking hard. Well, but, poor shit. you know, we're not hiring that guy. Jose texts I mean, good me, on you. I hope you're making money, dog. But. After he gets this $2,000 top spinning, he texts me and he says, this woman, she's my zen. <laughs> <laughs> because I wouldn't, I just, I never thought to open the fucking, open the, open it. Open it and it balances. Because you would think even if it's closed, you can still balance the camera. You balance yeah, it. Yeah, that's where the it's thing. At. Even if it wasn't, like, yeah, it's gonna make a big difference. But even without it, you'd figure it would at least work. Yeah, but <sighs> that was cool, guys. That's up there with blowjobs, folks. I'm glad you worked <laughs> it out. That, I'm very happy for you. That like relief. Just relief when that fucker, when I was able to take it apart, put it back together, and it spun perfectly. It wasn't just like a one-time fluke. Like, no, we got it. We nailed it. (sighs) Fine, son. God damn it. So, yeah. So, I feel you on heartburn over bullshit. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a thing, man. Anything we're talking about, nice? What's up? Uh, yes. Uh, have I ever told the story on the podcast about the time? Uh, this had to be 2004, 2005. Uh, you know, at the height of Chappelle's show, uh, Dave Chappelle was uh, coming to Orlando to do stand up. And I got four tickets for me, Jose, his girlfriend at the time, and our buddy Isaac. And I was, I was the ticket guy back in the day. You know, concerts, mm-hmm. uh, stand up, whatever. It's like, what you want? You want floor? You want a garden? You want lawn? <laughs> I got. <laughs> I would. I would be online when tickets got on sale. I'd buy the tickets. I'd hold on to the tickets, and you know, everybody would you know get their tickets once we got to the event, and and you know, we we were fucking doing two, three concerts a month at sometimes. So these Dave Chappelle tickets, I got them. I put them in my safe. And I forgot about them. I, I knew I, I had in my mind what the date of the show was. And the, day, the date of the show, I go and grab them. 
we go out. It was supposed to be at UCF. We're driving around, and it's a ghost town. Can't find the arena. Can't don't see anybody going, walking around. Like there's no, just no action. It doesn't no, look. There's like no there's activity. Event, uh, you know, like uh, yeah. there's a there's Oc- not a major event happening. Yeah, it didn't even right. look like it, the school was occupied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, is it summer vacation? Where the fuck is everybody? We fucking flagged this one chick down on the side of the road and we're like, hey, where is the Dave Chappelle show? And she's like, oh, that was the other night. I'm like, no, nah, this bitch is nuts. So we finally find the arena, and Jose goes running in there. You tell this part of the story. So I go running in there, and it was no shit like out of a fucking movie. There's one solo janitor just sweeping, the- <laughs> <laughs> just sweeping the floor. And I'm like, hey, man, Chappelle show tonight? He's like, no, man, that was last week. <laughs> what? <laughs> so of all the shows and all the tickets... I have one failure in my life, and it was that Dave Chappelle and that, that's show. That's pretty big. That's it, Chappelle. And that was like right before he quit. He's yeah, quitting. It like, was, like, you think he's done. He's gone. This was our one chance. This was our unicorn. It was right at the fucking cusp of it, and I I just had the wrong date in my head, and I never double-checked the tickets. And, and we never thought to double-check because... Hey, he's Ticket Man. He's the fucking guy. And we fucking (laughs) missed it. And, man, I caught so much hell for that. And it weighed on me for years and years (laughs) until finally, like a week ago, I see on Twitter that Dave Chappelle is going to be doing stand-up in Orlando uh, uh, like a a week. A week. uh, They gave notice a week in advance. Like, tickets go on sale April 5th, the show's on April 15th. No I'm like, shit. Oh, shit. Wow. Like, I it, it fucking... It was out of nowhere. I fucking jumped on That's this. fucking old school gorilla style, yeah. man. Yeah, it is. I jumped on it, but, like, it was old school Ticketmaster. This was like trying to buy New York Comic Con tickets. This was so difficult. Like, I understand <laughs> people who have to buy New York Comic Con tickets now because just website timeouts... Fucking, I would hit the checkout and it would say, uh, you know, there's been an error. Fucking, at one point, I think I got the tickets, but I'm not sure. Like, they're showing up, but I can't click on it or anything. And then I'm kind of like, well, I think I have tickets, but I'm not sure. And it looks like everything else sold out, so I just got. But I also don't want twice as many tickets right, either. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's Chappelle. We could have sold those. Like, but somebody, then somebody's going to buy those. But then they announced that they've got uh, the the first show was at seven. Then they announced a nine thirty show. I'm like, well, fuck this. I fucking get on there, get like tenth row seats. They show up, and I uh, I got the tickets. I I know I got them. Uh, but apparently, I had tickets for the other show too. But long story short, they refunded me the price on those. So we got 9.30 show, four tickets, me, Jose, uh, his lady, and Mary. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking finally redeem myself. Ten years later, and I'm going to be able to finally get move past this. I'm like a ghost that is just in limbo. That's the closest guys like us ever come to Cinderella stories. <laughs> yeah. And... It, for, and no joke, the day of the show is tax day, and my fucking tax repairer isn't ready with my taxes until 6 o'clock that night. Jesus. So we have to go in to the tax office at 6 o'clock at night. 
they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So I, you know, speaking of heartburn, I'm shitting my pants the entire time. But we get down there, we meet up with Jose and his lady. We get in, we sit down. The fucking opener was Ashy Larry from Chappelle Show. Oh, nice! If you've ever watched yeah, it, was pretty cool. It was funny. And I, I'm not going to celebrate until Dave Chappelle walks out on stage because as <laughs> soon as I start celebrating, he's going to fucking run back to Africa or something. And I'm not going to have my <laughs> Cinderella story. But he did. He came out there. He was great. He smoked like a goddamn chimney. And uh, it, it was an amazing night. And I have finally redeemed myself. Ticket Man came through. I am very happy with you. It was happy great for you. There's somebody covered some of the Star Wars celebration, and I guess they tried to attempt to 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 have a, the record of most like troopers in one spot or something, or whatever. Yeah, but it's Star Wars. He calls them cross players, like <laughs> continuous <Cross> players. <laughs> it says Star Wars cross players. Record uh, record attempt. Thousands of Star Wars crossplayers joined at the Anaheim Star Wars convention in 2015. Crossplay is when you cosplay as a character that's not your gender. Well, <laughs> that's not this. <laughs> <laughs> that is not this. Maybe they're girls in those suits. You don't know. Uh, that many chicks? And I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a lot of people. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> cross, what you cross got, players. Kelly? All I'll say is go on Netflix and watch Wolf Cop. I oh, saw yeah, that today. I weekend. saw the trailer for that like a year ago. Is that good? Yeah, it's amazing. All right. I saw it I on Netflix so glad today. that Kelly's been able to discover Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daredevil. <laughs> There really yeah, is nothing Wolf, he can't. Wolf Cop is just amazing. It's got one of the craziest werewolf transformations I've ever seen. Because like he just molts his skin and then there's fur underneath. See, I haven't seen a good werewolf transformation. Or a good werewolf movie for that matter in a long time. Uh werewolves used to be the thing I was most scared of before clowns. Like the, the werewolf last really good one I, I saw with this movie called uh, Dog Soldiers. I've heard that's good. Pretty good werewolf movie. Pretty good. I remember seeing the Beetlejuice stage show at Universal Studios when I was a kid. And when the monsters would come into the crowd to dance. Oh, man. I hated when the werewolf was near me. What was it about werewolves that freaked you out? Werewolves were just... (laughs) You've listened to the podcast. You know my, my fear of wild animals. And a werewolf is... Like the wildest of wild animals. But with okay. the soul of a man. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All they like, do is fucking man's eat the most people. dangerous game. Fuck you. Werewolves are the most dangerous of dangerous games. Like, you think I'm scared of a duck? <laughs> what about a were duck? <laughs> yeah, Wolf Cop gets stronger the more booze that's in him. And there is a full on Wolf Cop fucking a lady in the police office. I thought you were going to say Wolf Cop gets stronger the more booze is in you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Like, the movie was good, but a few shots in, it becomes great. 
Yeah, I saw that on Netflix this afternoon. I needed something to fold laundry to, and I thought about it for a second, but instead I put on Hot Fuzz. Wolf Cop, I don't think, is laundry folding. No, I, I feel like you need to give Wolf Cop the respect it deserves. Yeah, and it's only like 78 minutes, so it's a... Uh, Doesn't overstay its welcome. I like it. Yeah, Fucking it's, it's Pixar nice movie. movie. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Right, so we got some uh, we got some mail to get to before we go to the break. What's up with some mail? What is up with some mail? Look at all this fan mail. Uh, our buddy Mahoney writes in with an FMK. It's been a while. Oh. Everything is nightmares. Rules of the game are very simple. That sound? We sent three options, three things. Uh, and the, we have to FMK. It's fuck, marry, kill. Pick one of the things you would marry, one you would kill, and one you would fuck. Now, this could be one time stand, could be a long term, you know, purely physical relationship. That is open to interpretation, but that is the game. Fuck, marry, kill. All right. <clears throat> Everything is nightmares, according to Mahoney. Uh, FMK, Kerouac, Knight, this was just an N, Knight. Uh, just snakes. the Knight? <laughs> Just the, the night. No, no K, just N. Just night. Kerouac, okay. night, and snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know the genesis of this fuck, Mary kill. I think Mahoney was uh, typing the word fucking and autocorrect suggested Kerouac, night, and snakes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I did see that. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think you fuck the night. I think you married. Yeah. How can you not, how if you have the opportunity to fuck the night? <laughs> how do you not take that? Like yeah, if somebody was like, "Can you?" Uh, well, yeah, but what if it sucks? Like, married married dark, to the, man. Married to the night doesn't sound bad either. Yeah, see? Uh, that's kind shit's, of badass. Shit's dark. Yeah, I think you married the night. Yeah, because the only other option would be to either marry Kerouac or snakes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Since we put it that way, I'm cool with being yeah, married. Sometimes to the, the night. best answer is process of elimination. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, I, 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 I was thinking of my other options, but I forgot. No, there are limited options. The chat in the chat says, "Fuck the night, marry Kerouac, and kill the snakes." <laughs> This is one of those that is probably not a right answer. No. This is I tough. like Mary the Night, though. Yeah, because that just sounds awesome. I think that needs yeah. to be the name of our debut album, The Four Mary of the Night. night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Mary of the Night, that's a pretty clear fucking win. I'm just saying. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> like, you know, what if it's night, like, in a fucking sweet, like, you know, sexy goddess personification or some kind? Maybe, yeah. maybe the night is, like, you know, like, like fucking Eternity or some shit in Marvel Comics. Yeah. Hey, either way, I'm in. Let's do this. So I say we married the night for sure. And now there's no, like, like I don't want to fuck Kerouac nor snakes. Yeah, but I'm like, leaning more towards snakes. At I this do point. love to say fuck Kerouac. That's true. So, That's true. That's true. And what what more gangster thing is there to <laughs> fuck a guy in the ass? <laughs> <laughs> Market money. <laughs> ah, what more gangster thing is there? Yeah, fuck Kerouac, kill snakes. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, I'll go with that. Yep. And then and then at the party you can always be like, Hey man, remember that time I fucked you in that <laughs> 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 God damn it, you said you wouldn't bring it up again. <laughs> he would get so pouty. Apparently <laughs> we have a snake infestation below our mini barn. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, do you, are you gonna choose to fuck Mary or kill them? I uh, know, they're keeping the mice away, so those snakes are the fucking jam. So you're married? Yeah. What kind of snakes are they? Uh chicken snakes. They got a sweet right. butt? Non poisonous, they just fucking, you know. Eat mice and shit, and probably the chickens next door. So fuck them. Yeah, they're not your chickens. No, I hit those fucking chickens. The chickens are the worst. How big are these snakes that they can eat chickens? Big enough to eat a chicken. <laughs> Jeez. Goddamn. Eat your big chicken, McNuggie. Like, they, they, they collapse. Uh, they, they crush the chicken. They pretty much pulverize it pretty good uh, before they eat it. Not the fucking, like, fucking hole. Like... Yeah, I'm gonna, let, me throw, let me throw an image, a picture of a chicken snake in the chat room here. I, one of them did end up in the garage a couple of years ago, and it was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you just got to grab a snake and throw it in the yard. What happens? All right, let's yeah. take a look at this thing. All right. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's yeah, a decent snake. And uh, yeah. the the uh, guy, the contractors working on the house, working on the roof and shit, were roofing the mini barn. Uh, apparently, that's when they discovered the snake and made very loud squealing noises. Couldn't handle <laughs> Our buddy, Matthew Ha, writes in. He writes in, hey, pop crew. Haven't written in since Mary put the beating on my sad fantasy football team on her way to the championship. Uh, since you're getting so close to episode 100, I, w- I should say congratulations. I stumbled upon you all when the woman shut down and have never looked back. Thanks, man. Uh, the podcast first accompanied me on my walks across campus at Kent State and then Ohio U. It was then played while we waited the 24 hours for my son to be born. Holy shit. Now you give me a day to day and a half, a day to day and a half of entertainment as I drive one hour each way to work in, a, on, in school. Next year, it looks like I got hired closer to home, so Popcast should last maybe a week. Sweet deal. Uh, as for comics, I'm coming up to close to one year of reading Marvel Unlimited. I started with Avengers Disassembled, and in the 10 months since, I've worked my way all through the brand new day and the Scroll Invasion. That's a lot of comics, man. Wow. That's almost four years of books. Every book. Uh, I figured I wanted the most from uh, my, my money. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I'm right smack dab in the middle of a pretty good run of Wolverine stories, and the X-Men just had hope. So that would be Messiah Complex. Yeah. Which was really good. Who's writing Wolverine, then? <sighs> was that that's Daniel Jason. I think that Yeah, I think that's pre-Jason Aaron. Yeah. When Jason Aaron took a Wolverine, it got fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm thinking Daniel Way. That sounds about right, because the I really like that Miller Ramita run too, but that was way earlier than that. Yeah, that's way earlier. Because I remember after Civil War, Mark Guggenheim was working on it for a little it is while. It's pretty good. Not bad. It might be Guggenheim. Yeah, I forgot. But I think you're. I think you're probably right. Uh, but holy cow, does brand new day suck the life out of a very interesting Spider-Man buildup? Yes, yes, it does. Truly terrible was brand new day. Uh, Secret Invasion looms ahead for me. Now, that was See, awesome. That was a brand new day was time. brand new day was so much better than the latter half of the Straczynski stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. But at least, at least, you know, brand new day was predicated upon nonsense, and they kept trying to throw new villains in, and they were terrible. Like, remember that? What? Uh, it was a Guggenheim Freak. character, I think, with Freak. Yeah, Freak like, was horrible. Really wanted to make that work. And it there was, was some stuff in Brand New Day that was great, but like, it was a breath of fresh air after just the com- the darkness of 
the Straczynski run where it was just like a oh, serious story. Oh, it's another serious story. Uh, Norman Osborn's fucking Gwen Stacy. Oh, good. There's kids now. Oh, boy. What's happening now? They're breaking everyone up. Yay. I yeah. hated the Straczynski run. I, I hated that, episode, so that, that issue with uh, him and Dr. Doom in the airport, though. That's good stuff. I mean, the Secret Invasion was an yeah. exciting time to be reading comics. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it really was. Uh, Hubert said he read The Exiles for the first time and loved it. Same with Cable and Deadpool, which is a good book. I enjoyed it. Uh, I love Exiles. T- if you have the time for an FMK, here's what I have for you. Ooh. Uh, call it More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, a scroll. Uh, morph. You pick. Cartoon or comic. Uh, and Mystique. Well, this is easy. <laughs> yeah, this is really easy. You marry Mystique for the most yep. obvious of reasons. Yep. Uh, you fuck a scroll again. I yep. think also for pretty obvious reasons, and kill Morph because it's all he's ever good for. Yep. Morph. This one's for you, Morph. <laughs> right, so lastly, I need some help. I just signed up for three months of Scribd or Scribd, however the fuck you say that. The Netflix of books. I have access to IDW, Top Cow, Top Shelf, Valiant, Archie, and Dynamite. Oh man, uh, I already. I need some suggestions. I already threw the entire TMNT run up to 30, 43 in my library, and the same with More Than Meets the Eye and Robots in Disguise. Both have runs up to the mid-30s. Any other suggestions? I need to sign up for that, man. That script thing. Uh, let's see. If, they got, um, if they've got the afterlife with Archie in there, that's really, really great. Yeah, from Valiant, Archer and Armstrong. Archer and Armstrong is excellent. Really, really good. Uh, Unity's pretty good. Bloodshot isn't bad. Uh, if they've got if they the IDW of- Ghostbusters, that's really really fun. Yeah. Um, if there's any of Rye up there from uh, Valiant, the new stuff by Matt Kitten and uh, Clayton Cran, check that out. That's pretty good. And I really like like the core Top Cow universe stuff, man. Like, like uh, you can start. I mean, like the Witchblade stuff. You can go back to the very beginning, or you can just start when uh, Ron Mars took over. Like Ron Mars' Witchblade stuff is really good. And they start expanding out, like you know, he starts writing a whole bunch of other stuff, like the spin-off Angelus Angelus books, and you know, they revamped the darkness right around the same time. Like, I love all that Top Cow universe shit. I, I always have. It's really really cool. I'm trying to think of anything from right now. Dynamite. I would say Dynamite. The the Spider uh, series wasn't too bad. The I'd Boys. Check that out. It's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. The Boys, man. That's one of those that <laughs> like. Oh, this is gonna be this fun. You know, superhero parody romp, and then it gets super fucking serious. Um, really good. So there you go. There's some solid suggestions for you, sir. Uh, he he closes, closes out. Thank you for being around for most of my adult life and bringing back my interest in comics. Matt Sharkot. Well, thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. That was a very nice email. Thank you yeah. Thanks for sticking with us, man. We appreciate more, it. More people should tell us for a long time. We, more people should tell us how great we are at 100 know, episodes. Right? <laughs> I fucking love it. Uh, lastly, we got one from the chat. He writes in. Wow. Episode number 44 and 45 retro Mad Lib question mark. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, first one. I guess this is episode 45, 44. Uh, an Infinity School project is crafted to defeat an angry Batman by the prick Alfred. But then Deathstroke uses an idea from the movie The Nut Job to pick Gandalf versus Batman for an overwhelming <laughs> victory. Gandalf is crowned the unbeatable versus champion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is the legend of Gandalf, folks. Uh, and for 45, he says, All you can eat sushi sabotage is Comic Kelly's guest appearance. 
Even a deaf Bill Nye is defeated by a broken down spaceship Earth. Fuck you, Mahoney.jpg gets a scolding from Gavin on how to exercise properly in order to rip phone books in half. <laughs> Mysteriously, next year, all the Hyatt's phone books and Bibles have gone missing. <laughs> it's sincerely the Jet. <laughs> oh, Speaking of, Gavin, we got some voicemail happening. Yeah, we do. Big Jim, time traveling dad, inadvertently started the Great Chicago Fire when he caught some of his boys smoking and decided to teach him about the dangers and health risks of it. <laughs> uh, we have another voicemail that showed up uh, during the show from yes, our good pal, Bebby. Hey guys, it's Bobby, your residential space king. Just wanted to call and let you know, I hope you guys, I know C2E2 is getting close. It sucks that I can't make it this year. Hopefully uh, I'll be it. able to come, you know. What, what happened? What happened? Hey guys, it's Bobby, your residential space king. Just wanted to call and let you know. I hope you guys, I know C2E2 is getting close. It sucks that I can't make it this year. Hopefully I'll be able to come, you know, get to a C2E2 here soon. Uh, I just wanted to call and say I hope you guys have not only a good show tonight, but I hope everybody has a great and safe trip out at C2E2 and has fun. Uh, talk to you later. Don't forget to check out my podcast, Nerdfix Strangers. I'm sure Leo cut the voicemail off before. <laughs> well, I do that. Come on. Now. Thanks, guys. Bye. No, we only cut yeah, no. off Kelly's friend Nick because he was trying to plug his fucking live stream that goes on the same time as the podcast does. Yeah, don't be coming with the same time spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, otherwise that's we'll great. let you pick your show. show. I hope you like it. Just not a show that starts Tuesday at, at 10 time. and runs till 12, fuckers. I'm really surprised Bobby didn't mention the shitstorm he started on his Facebook about Deborah Ann Wall. Oh, man, that was a good time. Lee, Lee, Jose, did you see this? No. No. No, I was too busy spinning a fucking expensive top to be Facebooking. I think it was 147 comments long. Holy yeah. shit. Bobby decided to uh, back Kerouac up and say that Deborah Ann Wall uh, would not bang. I made a game show called Would Not Bang. Nicole just walked in. She just sat down and right just said those words. She just went, the fuck. <laughs> Yep, uh, Bobby made himself out to be internet martyr that night. Yep, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh okay, I get if you wouldn't bang her. There's there's reasons why you wouldn't bang someone. Uh, plenty, especially an attractive person. Sure. Is but it, is it really, though? What if I they're filled with dog shit? I'm, just well, like, yeah, I'm, I'm married. Yeah, I would not if, bang someone because I am married. No, but but this that's not hypothetically of, uh, would bang. The, the, the thing is, is <laughs> yeah, you have the opportunity bang. to bang her. She is willing to bang you. It is okay for you to bang her. Will you or will you not? It, it's not. Let's go into details of I'm in a relationship. No, it's this is a scenario where you both are willing adults who could bang, it, and you just choose not to. Because you don't think she's hot. It devolved into Kerouac and Bobby both were not <laughs> fans of her moles. Mm -hmm. Specifically. It, wow. You know what? It's easy to say I wouldn't take the million dollars. <laughs> we'll put that shit in front of your face. But it's and like, then let's like 
I I understand people have types. Certain people have certain types. We all have our own type. We've all got a type. But mm-hmm. there are certain yeah, characteristics. Type. There are certain characteristics of what an attractive person is in this yes. world. <laughs> yes. Like, she is not unattractive. No. You, like, Kerouac, Bobby, you might not be attracted to her. But that does not make her unattractive. No. Yeah, and, no, she is objectively attractive. Yes. Yes. And, you know, that... Not even talking about the point that I brought up, that maybe, she, it, even if you don't find her attractive, maybe she has a wonderful personality, and that <laughs> makes her attractive. That All I just gotta say is, Deborah Ann Wall, you are beautiful no matter what they say. Words cannot bring you down, girl. <laughs> <laughs> And All fucking this, Spellbonnie performance in Daredevil. I'm going to say it. This whole thing gave me my favorite uh, Charlie comment of all time, <laughs> which I saved for posterity so I could look at it. Chuck. His name I is Chuck. It. Sorry, Chuck. Uh, is because you can't keep your darn trap shut. I did say balls. Balls. I may have had a had some rum. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's no as a kid I want a care bear, but that's good. <laughs> it's not as quotable as as a kid I want a care bear. True. Oh, God. Oh man. We were running late, man. Let's uh let's fucking go to the break. The yes. news comics is getting late. Um if you want to send us a voicemail, you can do so by calling us. Uh six one five no six one six nine five one one pop. Or you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, the same number I just read. That's the same fucking thing. Or email us, <laughs> podcast at panelsonpages.com. I farted. I know. <laughs> like, I, I got him out of order. I, I fucked it up oh, in my Oh, man. I've had a bad cough this week from being sick. And the other morning, I sat down. Uh, first thing when I woke up, I sat down on the toilet. And I coughed and farted at the same time. Oh, man. I thought I split myself in half. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking imploded. Oh, it hurt. It hurt my bunghole. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy this musical interlude. We're back in a minute. Love you, bye. Break! They like that. How you doing? I'm really pretty good. Yeah, I say I'm really pretty good. They like how the music going. I'm like really pretty good. I'd say it's really pretty good. Oh, nine, the first time I touched the mic and that felt right. Told me my song was tight, and man, I felt like I just might make something of myself. Maybe elevating art form, I'd usher in the next gen. That's what I played a part for. Part of ways with the label, nature of the business, man. I stepped away to play MMO, see nobody to miss them. So I came back, what in, what happened to the next gen? We saw what you were doing, so we chose a new direction. I get that, evolution, really don't know disrespect. I too. I'm just a product of the internet, they moved on, I'm cast aside, I really don't know how to feel In left field, I'm in left field, it's me, I'm Gary Sheffield, forget it I'ma always do me, a day before a tour, I'ma write an EP And when they try to hit me up, like I want their critique, I'm like, nah, I think I'm RPG They like, Doc, how you doing? I'm really pretty good Yeah, I say I'm really pretty good, they like, how the music going? I'm like, really pretty good I say it's really pretty good I guess I understand the switch, man 
man, but damn, I didn't plan it. Like I'm going back to school and ain't nobody understanding. Man, my time it went and came, and it really came and went. And still I'm here doing my thing, and I'm just trying to pay my rent. Shout out to my lost boys, my family, my young at heart. My fans are always there for me. The only way I feel is sparking when I'm all but down and out. You're working me a fire. I said that I would change the game, be damned if I'm alive. Bring it to the masses, that's naive. They can't hang. We've always been a group who weren't afraid to do our own thing. Front of lots, boom shots, catting up, throw them up, live different, love different. This nerd life will rise up, right? So why am I always do me? A day before tour, I'ma write an EP And when they try to tell you how you act or how you should be Tell them nah, I think I'm RPG They like, Doc, how you doing? I'm really pretty good Yeah, I say I'm really pretty good They like, how the music going? I'm like, really pretty good I say it's really pretty good Work to all my lost boys, y'all really pretty good This next gen, man, it's really pretty good And this nerd life it's really pretty good Yeah, I say we really pretty good Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something, they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpage.com, click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com. Or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on, help us keep the podcast going, help us keep the side, side up, and gets you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition T-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I think I may pack uh, pretty much exclusively rip shirts for the weekend, I think. <laughs> I texted Jose today. I'm like, you know, just just to just to be safe, could you could you be sure to pack some shirts for C2E2? Not said, a terrible idea. He said, oh, yeah, I'm going to pack some shirts. I'm not bringing no undies, though. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that C two E two undies. Getting <laughs> staff draws. <laughs> uh, rolling. We are rolling. Get the fuck on, man. Cause yeah, it is. It's happening. We're leaving tomorrow for C two E two. Fucking, it's happened. It's a thing. Don't know how the hell it's already. So wait, what, what's your? You're getting in. He we gets in on Friday. Yeah, we're, 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 we typically would leave Thursday, but we got Thursday off. So we're leaving tomorrow, going halfway, crashing like in Indiana right, tomorrow night. Nicole had a brilliant idea. She's like, hey, it's not that much to stay at a fucking hotel overnight. Like, let's yeah. just not like 60 start bucks. the weekend tired. Right. You know? Yeah, that's a, that's a big that, that's that's, a good idea. There's a difference. That's a big you know, difference. Like we, ha- we have to drive home all day Monday, you know, but like. We don't have to drive all day Thursday. Like, I have Thursday off of work, you know. 
But like, plus it's my birthday. I don't want to fucking be in the car all day long on my birthday. So we're gonna, you know, go a few out, go like halfway, stop in Seymour, Indiana. I'm sure you guys are familiar with by now. <laughs> you made the trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're gonna fucking stay there and then get up, you know, early ish. You know, go down and maybe even uh, yeah, I think uh, the plan is to have maybe uh, have dinner with on the Cole's family and shit like that. And actually, you know, celebrate my birthday proper a little bit. That's kind of cool. And, you know, and then uh, see you guys Friday morning. Nice. Rock the um, fuck on. We're getting in early Thursday. Nice. I'm trying to decide when the best time to leave is because we're going to take the car down. We need the, We need it for uh, adventure purposes, all of us together. Uh, but, yeah, don't want to <laughs> hit that damn that fucking nightmare Chicago traffic. So should be fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am familiar. <laughs> yeah, I'm dipping out a little early this year. and We have a train to catch Sunday at 5, I believe. It's not too early. No, so I won't be in the lobby after the con. That's about it. Not too bad. Could be worse. And I'm getting in, so I'll actually be there Friday night. Nice. As opposed to last year. Rock on. See you fools in a couple of days, man. Yeah. So uh, what's up on some news this slow news week we'll before the convention? Okay. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fuck it! Okay. In five, four, three. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for April 21st, 2015. Fucking thing sucks! A leak from all new X Men number 40 reveals that a member of the original Children of the Atom is a certified friend of North Star. <laughs> now, uh, Wiccan is helping him set up his grinder profile. Oh, that's funny because it could be true. Batman vs. Superman <laughs> debuted its first trailer earlier, early following a leak. In a week packed with other trailers from Star Wars The Force Awakens, Jurassic World, and Fantastic Four. I'll let you guess which one of those trailers was terrible. Spoiler <laughs> spoiler alert, it wasn't Fantastic Four. <laughs> following the exit of Michelle McLaren from the Wonder Woman director's chair, Warner Brothers has tapped one-time Thor 2 prospect Patty Jenkins because a woman who got fired from a superhero movie is still better than any man, I guess. <laughs> Dominic Cooper has officially signed to play Jesse Custer in AMC's Preacher adaptation, and I just realized I want to see a crossover of Daryl Dixon and Cassidy road-tripping across America solving mysteries. <laughs> Academy Award-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, John Ridley, is reportedly working on a secret Marvel TV project that will reinvent an existing Marvel superhero property for ABC. Coming this fall on ABC, Wesley Snipes returns as the Daywalker Blade in the new family sitcom, Blackula-ish. <laughs> and finally, Frank Cho sold his controversial Spider-Gwen sketch cover and donated the $1,000 profit to House of Ruth, Maryland, a non-profit organization that provides services for victims of domestic violence. Once cooler heads have prevailed, I hope we can all step back and agree on one thing. Robbie Rodriguez supports domestic violence. And that is the popped up six-pack of news for April 21st, 2015. <laughs> wow. Infotainment. Blackula ish, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
despite a truly terrible name, I've heard it's a pretty good show, actually. Yeah. Yeah. People speak very highly of it, but Fe- uh, oh, what a terrible name. Me and Mary share a Hulu with my parents, and Blackish is one of the shows that shows up on the shows that you watch. I'm like, is my is my dad watching some Blackish? But no, <laughs> apparently my mom watches it without him. She also watches Empire and Scandal. What? Yes. <laughs> what she think of Empire? She fucking loves Empire. <laughs> but she's an almost 60-year-old woman, so I don't know. Yeah, that's your fucking jam. I mean, it looks like my General Hospital. Uh, no, she does not watch General Hospital. I was gonna say if, if those two things intersected, I might like Empire then. <laughs> my mom fucking loves. She's been watching General Hospital since OG days. Does your mom watch Empire? No. Okay. Not that I know of, but I, I'm going to ask now. Hey, you find out for me. <laughs> I will let you know. Uh, fucking Jose's mom, Kelly, and Juan just can have a fucking general hospital party. Yeah. Everyone's back, y'all. <laughs> All Especially right. about when my, my dad used to say how much you liked the boondocks. And it's like, I think you and I like that show for very different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> very different reasons. <laughs> Yeah, Boondocks it's like great. it's like how my dad loved Django Unchained. <laughs> right, like, like Boondocks you, is great. You do know Django's yeah, the like hero of that movie. Reason. Yeah, his his dad's reminiscing about the old days, <laughs> and we're watching the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, my dad turns it off before it's over. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna see him win. Like when you like you turn off old Yeller for yes. a little kid before he gets shot. Exactly. <laughs> That's a happy ever after. They put that guy down, everything's okay. What do you mean there's 30 more minutes? No. <laughs> it's like the Mahoney cut of Robocop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So, first story right off the bat is uh, all new X Men number 40, which drops tomorrow. Uh, a leak has been revealed that uh, one of the original X Men is going to be revealed as gay. Uh, do we want to talk about it? Do we want to talk about who it is? Yeah, I mean, you know, because it's well. not going to be a spoiler by then. Uh, okay. Uh, in the latest issue, written by Brian Michael Bendis and penciled by Mahmoud Azrar, Bobby Drake comments on the hotness of magic, leading telepathic teammate Gene Gray to pull him aside and point out that he's gay and appears to be overcompensating. Not cool, Gene Gray. Not cool. <laughs> So that that's her new power? She just goes and outs people without she's, their permission? She's got fucking gaydar. Rock solid Gator. After an initial denial and a suggestion that he might be bisexual, Iceman finally agrees with Gene that he's full gay. Which is weird because, like, if you're saying that, like, young time displaced Bobby Drake is gay, that implies that, like, you know, old non displaced Bobby Drake is also gay. An exchange in Wednesday's issue addresses both canon and potential objections from some readers, with young Bobby asking, how can my older self not be gay, but I am, before continuing, because maybe he couldn't handle being a mutant and gay in society that has issues Jesus. with both, and one is easier to put away than the other. I don't know, I think not turning into a snowman would be easier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe like, you know, you can voluntarily choose to not be a snowman, I guess. Yeah, but he can't, like, save the world by how much dick he can suck. You don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like a Japanese game show. <laughs> right. <laughs> the very least is going home with some fabulous prizes. 
That's weird. You suck these dicks or we drop these bombs. <laughs> That's weird. All right. Yeah. All I know is tomorrow I'm going to have to tell a bunch of people that, no, you can't buy five copies of this. We need we need to keep these for other customers. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's going to Good happen. God, they're going to be buying them and throwing them off on eBay for $40 a piece. There you I go. Ice Man the Day, y'all. Speculation sucks. That's weird. But I really, I feel bad for Bendis. Like, if you just read his Twitter from today, because pretty much just like, I just wanted you guys to read the whole issue. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't want this to be a big deal. I just wanted you guys to, like, read the whole issue. Because apparently a lot of this is based off of just four pages that were leaked and not the whole thing. Right, right. So that I think... tends to be the case. So, yeah. Bendis trying to tell us something? <laughs> you already, you always had your suspicions about Bendis. That's where the term. I think he's. I think he's very Bendis. Iceman has become has gone full Bendis. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with going full Bendis. No, I mean it's cool. Fucking do your thing, man. Suck, suck your dick. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I think blowjobs are awesome. Fucking, you obviously do too. So cool. I, I do your thing. Good on you, Iceman. Apparently. That's weird. I don't know. We'll see. Because I actually have been enjoying that book. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, outside of the weird Ultimate Universe arc they did, I've really enjoyed that book. Yeah, that one sucked because it had Ultimate in it. Yep. And that shit's been not good for years now. Like a, like a good hot minute. So, Like, I don't mind that uh, Iceman's gay. Like, that ch- doesn't change the character at all for me. But I do think it's fucked up that Jean Grey is sneaking into people's minds without yeah, their permission. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, don't just be going around outing motherfuckers. That, that's well, she takes job. them aside. It's in private. It's well, still, it's bullshit. Not, you know, get, get out of my shit, lady. I don't go yeah. around fucking... But that's actually been a recurring it's, thing, too, with Jean. Like, now, you know, she's... Her being displaced, like, because at that time, like, you know, those 60s X-Men books, she was not a psychic. Like, she was telekinetic. Right, and, and you know, being displaced and and, yeah, and seeing present time and and learning about her future, you know, triggered her latent psychic powers much earlier and much stronger than they would have been before. So like, it's been a recurring thing where she's been you know, uninvited, you know, uninviting herself into people's minds and and reading shit about them, which is kind of a, you know, it's it's definitely been that that's not unheard of in this particular story. So I get it, but still a dick move, Gene. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's cool that that's part of the story. I, I dig that. But damn it, you know, Gene. Yeah, the whole thing is like that she can't help it. You know, she can't help what she hears. Which, you know, makes sense, I guess. But still, <laughs> dick move. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out in context for sure. And who knows? He might be gay for all of three weeks before Secret Wars uh, praise the gay away. <laughs> <laughs> Herder owes him the fuck up. Uh, I'm just saying, if you want to say something, just just say it, Bendis. <laughs> just say it, man. It's cool. I mean, it's cool. We support you. Don't you. fuck with the X Men to get something out. Just fucking, <laughs> just say it, dog. We support your alternative lifestyle, Brian Michael Bendis. Whatever that may be. But if it turns out, just remember, I called. Called it. it. <laughs> <laughs> He did. Just Fucking go to the go to the tape. Chad, find that episode. <laughs> oh Christ! What's we got? That might be from pre reboot. 
Yeah, the, I think yeah, it was the fucking New Fifty Two erased that <laughs> shit. You're gonna have to go way back. <laughs> they tried to quiet us before. <laughs> they tried to scorch the earth of the evidence. Uh, next up is all the goddamn trailers that hit this week. Oh yeah. Uh, first off, uh, the star new trailer for Star Wars: Force Awakens debuted. At Star Wars Celebration, and this was really cool. They uh, live streamed the entire Force Awakens panel, and then usually where they say, "Okay, we're going to show the trailer now," and it would cut to black on the live stream, and only the people in the in the theater get to see it. They fucking put the trailer on the live stream too, so that was awesome. And boy, oh boy, it looks great, and a lot of cool bits in there. We got to see fucking Han Solo. Uh, great updated score, a lot of fucking action, cool-ass Star Destroyer. So much real shit, folks. Yes. There's so much real shit in there. And at the panel, they had BB-8 roll out on the stage, and that shit is 100% real and legit, and it's so amazing just to see that actually work in real life cuz you're yeah. you're looking at it you're seeing it roll around and you're like how the fuck is this happening yeah i have no idea how the thing works it's got to be just like gyroscopes and shit right got to be yeah it's gyroscopes and magnets essentially yeah, i think there's got to be magnets in there <laughs> how the magnets making a comeback folks Look at that! The new Star Wars are single-handedly putting the magnet yeah. game back on the map. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. Like, you know, like, hey, I got this idea for a robot that I want to roll around in a ball. Okay, great. I'll animate that shit up for you. No, 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 no. I need you to work out the fucking science. Well, what how they to did, make this rolling ball robot work? What they did is for uh, BB-8 and for the new RTD2, they had actual fans. Who do the droid droid builds and had the fans build them? That's awesome. Like it, they didn't just get some fucking production company to put it together. They got actual fans who build their own droids to make the droids for the movie. That's amazing. You know, BB-8 is cool now, but like in five years when we're at a con and it's clogging up the goddamn aisles, <laughs> we're gonna hate that fucking thing. <laughs> Motherfucker, better stay out in the lobby. <laughs> See, I love R2-D2s at cons because one thing that you'll see with R2-D2s, and we've got video of this from numerous conventions, is little kids will run up to R2-D2 believing that that's R2-D2, and that's cool. Yeah, my favorite, like, sometimes you get the guys that have, like, the, the, the uniforms on and shit like that. My favorite are when, like, the guys are just super fucking incognito. Yeah, yeah, like, just like shorts mm-hmm. and a t-shirt just kind of hanging around in the background. Yeah, like and everyone's like, we saw a guy at the uh, the Nashville Wizards show we went to for free a couple years ago. Like, you know, he even was going out of his way to like hide the remote. <laughs> That's like, like he didn't he didn't want you know he didn't want any kids to see him working it. Like you know we had like it took Goat and I a while to figure like, who the fuck is controlling this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we and then we found the guy like oh fucking rad like and he's going out of his way to make sure that n- you know none of the kids see him working it and it was really awesome because they were having a great time. Yeah, I love R two D two conventions. Now, uh, I I got emotional. I got goosebumps. I didn't cry, but man, Jose was fucking pissed that people were talking about that they were crying no, from that. I'm Star not Wars pissed. Trailer. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Everyone was like, I'm crying. I mean, I it, it looked cool. I'm cool. I mean, it's it's awesome. I get that, but. I mean, like, for, I for a certain segment of the population, popper and improper, 
Like Star Wars is fucking religion. Yeah, like, I, I still, I you know, I think the same thing about people who cry when they go to a concert and, and pass out, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, I get it; it's cool, but you just paid a lot of money to be where you're at, and you're gonna cry and pass out and not even see the show. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Hold yourself. Whenever I see, I, when I go see a movie, I get more weirdly emotional than I do when I am just sitting at home. So before I saw Guardians three times. And every time before that movie, they showed the trailer for Interstellar. And I almost cried every time I watched that goddamn trailer. <laughs> I never saw the movie. <laughs> there's something about that trailer. I can't take just, it. Just the, the sad Matthew McConaughey and his child just got me. Fucking Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises did it for me, man. I was crying like a baby. Uh, but uh, you also got to think about this, Jose. I, I, I know you say you get it. But also, you know, it's such a big part of people's lives and their childhoods. And also, we got so fucked with those prequels. Like, those prequels were really soul-crushing. And people see this, and they see it going back to its roots. And it's kind of like, it, like fucking Han Solo said, we're home, Chewie. We're home! I think it was uh, Scott Snyder. It's not a few guys, but I remember Scott Snyder said something about, like, hey, you know, now I get to take my kids to see Star Wars the same age I was yeah. when my dad uh, took me. Champ. Champ said the same shit. Yeah, that's really cool, you know, like, and, and you know, and, and I, I'm really anxious to see, like, you know, one of the reasons I think people, a lot of people tend to gravitate towards Empire as their favorite, and it's not, my Jedi is my favorite, but, you know. Yeah. One of the reasons Empire is people's favorite is because, you know, hey, a more talented, capable filmmaker made that fucking thing. Right. Like, you know, Lucas is an idea man. I think it's safe to say. Like, you know, the, the concepts and the ideas are wonderful, but he's not the best filmmaker. And so <laughs> I really can't wait to see what happens when a true fucking visionary like J.J. Abrams gets his hands on this shit. Yeah. Hey, he he hey. seems like he gets it. Yeah. Oh, yo, no, he gets it for sure. He did not make the fucking Batman Superman movie. No. <laughs> One more thing on Star Wars before we move to Batman Superman <laughs> is this trailer and the reaction to the trailer made me wish that Star Wars was a thing that like I really cared about because I I don't like I'm I've never been a Star Wars person like I don't dislike it but it's just never been a big part of my life yeah, I'm not and just super looking into it either yeah well looking at people's reactions to this made me wish i'm like you know i kind of wish i liked this cuz everyone's mean, super into this this is there's no t better time than now to fucking jump on the train but i mean like i've watched the movies and like they don't really i like i again i enjoy them well enough but it's never yeah but you got in a way gotta, that it has like, for other yeah, people star wars was never my religion you got a new like, start though now. You got a new yeah. new set of movies for a new generation to where Which, you know, speaking of what fucking they they said that the uh there's going to be another movie next year. Yeah. That is like the uh like the Boffin spies that got the Death Star plans. Exactly, Rogue One. Uh, which is kind of fucking cool. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> I love that. I love that idea. I'm I'm all about that. That's pretty rad, man. So good for them. Uh well, yeah, let's I mean completely Opposite side of the fucking spectrum, though. On the same fucking day that the Force Awakens trailer drops, a bootleg of the Batman vs. Superman trailer came out, which wasn't supposed to come out until Monday at these special IMAX screenings. And I wasn't going to watch the bootleg until 
Juan said something about it being terrible, and then I saw Rob Liefeld say something about it being terrible. I'm like, all right, well, I got to watch this thing. And I didn't completely opposite end of the spectrum than what I expected from a Batman versus Superman trailer. Like, we all kind of had an idea where we thought that they were going to go with this movie. But even even then, I think we're all way off. And it seems weird. The whole... Not, not only did they build a Superman statue, but it's already been graffitied on <laughs> in the time between Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. We missed a whole arc of him being brought up as a god and then people wanting to take him down. I just... Yeah, and, they, and Zack like, Snyder doesn't get Superman. No, like, but see, he doesn't understand. And see, the character. I I really liked Man of Steel. I I'm one of the few. Jose can back me up. He, I dig it. I dig he, it. He, he I, I liked it a lot more my second viewing than I did my first. I viewing. was listening to the soundtrack today, and the soundtracks or the the score is amazing. Like a lot I'll, less I'll dark. Say. A lot less d- dark than than everybody makes it out to be. But this Batman vs. Superman trailer, that shit is dark. That shit is yeah. 100% cacao dark. It is straight up fucking darkness. Dark. <laughs> no parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark that they frame B- Superman as the villain. Yeah. That's the thing. Going, if, like, if I know nothing about this, if this is my first exposure to Batman and Superman, like I'm like, oh, man. Superman must be like a really big hardcore villain, right? Because yeah. he's the villain of this trailer, and that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. It's like, so wrong. Like, do not, do not put the audience in the position to where they will actually truly sympathize with Lex fucking. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, it is all wrong. And, yeah. and, and like, going back to Man of Steel, I don't think it's a bad movie. I no. think it's a bad Superman movie. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like, you it's know, just, like he does not become Superman because of the Kents. He becomes Superman in spite of the Kents. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets everything that's important about the character wrong. And this is just a continuation of that. I'm talking I good about it. it like, they've gone just, way... yeah, it's just all wrong. Like, it's just the bad tone. It's all wrong. And then I reminded Goat, I'm like, hey, let's not forget that the very first promotional image of Man of Steel was literally. Superman in handcuffs. God, that's <laughs> that was the first official image from the no, film. No, no, the first one was him busting through that safe. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. Still, the first was, poster was it him was in dark. handcuffs. It was the. He's poster. like, oh shit! He's robbing the bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, oh, he got arrested for robbing the bank. There he is in handcuffs. <laughs> Way to get the him, guys! End. And the trailer just seemed kind of incoherent to me too, like. The voiceovers, I know they were supposed to be kind of like, you know, slash cut and kind of mashed together, but I got no real story out of that trailer. Yeah, there's no continuity to it anywhere. And the the Jeremy Irons' Alfred voiceover, like, who's he talking about? Is he talking about, like, society? Is he talking about Superman? Is he talking about Batman? And then just... Random explosions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell the the voiceovers were definitely going off of uh, the Dark Knight Returns. 
like yeah, I talking heard heads that Miller puts in there. Yeah, that's right, definitely what right. that was from. But and like, but, even I mean, the... like, if you want to do the Dark Knight Returns and like tell that fucking story, like do the Dark Knight yeah. Returns, you know, like even the the do, do you that. bleed a... line is from Dark Knight Returns, isn't it? If not, it's in the same family. Yeah, it sounds like something that would be in it. So apparently, the big IMAX event that they had had more than what we saw, but it was just one more, more shot of of Superman and Batman running at each other, about to hit each other. But what was cool is if you went to that IMAX thing where you went to see the trailer, you got a free ticket to see the movie a week before it comes out. Oh, that's... Yeah, you do something to get that three cool. minutes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that movie's going to be so long, you guys. It's going to be so long. This is a long-ass movie. I did call it that was fucking DeGrasse Tyson, though. Yeah, Jose yep. uh, Jose spotted Neil DeGrasse Tyson in the in there. Rob talking about it. It's going to be chat. longer than Liam Neeson's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things I want to see it just yeah. so I can talk about it and stuff and i know i'm just gonna be mad the entire hey, time I'm it's got it. batman in it yeah <laughs> and i think i i want to see it and i think i'll still enjoy it because i liked man of steel but that trailer would not have sold me like no, that, that trailer trail. is the opposite of that spider-man 3 trailer that made yes. us all think that spider-man 3 was gonna be awesome like <laughs> <laughs> we got about because again, it's that, that long fucking shot where they're zooming in on that statue. Like I'm watching it, and I get you know a minute into it, and Nicole just goes bored and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and that's the other thing is that build up with the statue. I show me some shit. Yeah, they, they start. If people want to see some stuff. Show me show some shit that are in the movie. Yeah, and and you're gonna show me a statue. Motherfucker and a statue that don't make sense. It doesn't even look like him. And what pose is he in? Is he (laughs) fucking trying to tickle my toes? I think he's throwing a discus. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't realize that was Superman right away. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Fucking Fantastic Four looks really dour and shit, but not terrible. It it looks better. Terrible. It looks better than the last trailer. Doctor Doom still looks like garbage, and Dr. I Doom, yeah. I don't. Why really, is it so hard to get Doctor Doom wrong? I've seen fucking cosplayers do it; it looks amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really like the way the thing looks, and it's obvious that they're they're trying to throw the whole Fantastic Four, you know, legacy out the window and do their own thing. But I don't want to see that. No, but it doesn't look as bad as. No, it doesn't. It should. After watching the trailer, you're like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially after watching the Batman vs Superman trailer, you're kind of like, eh, that's not so bad. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I I still don't know that I'm going to be rushing out to see this one. I I may not see this one. No, I probably won't see it. Yep. And then uh, Jurassic World. I wish I hadn't watched it because there's so many dinosaurs in it, and I hope there's going to be more in the movie. It looks so dumb. <laughs> it looks delightfully stupid. So dumb. I love dinosaurs. <laughs> it looks so dumb. <laughs> they, they made the Predator, and then the Predator made a bunch of friends. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the trailer makes it seem like the big uh, new dinosaur is talking to the other dinosaurs like, hey, let's fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you want to you do something cool? You want to just, like, eat everybody? <laughs> 
But again, like, man, that uh, that that CG doesn't look as good as the original. No, I said that when I saw the first one, the trailer. I haven't, I didn't watch the new trailer because I'm not. I've seen a long enough first trailer. I get it. I'm not gonna watch another. One. No, you need to watch this one because it's it's ridiculous. It's really dumb. But the CG didn't look great. Like when the when the dinosaur jumped out and shamooed that shit, I was like, <laughs> eh. It looks dumb as fuck in the best way possible. It looks the opposite of the Star Wars, where you're like, there's so much real shit. And this is like, well, that's obviously not cool. That's not good. Jose, I don't know what you're talking about. All those dinosaurs are real. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs are real. Uh, all right. Uh, so last week we talked about Michelle McLaren uh, left Wonder Woman. And like within the next day, Warner Brothers had tapped Patty Jenkins, who had the job for Thor 2, and then Marvel got rid of her for whatever reason. Uh, she had previously directed Monster with Charlize Theron. Also, uh, let's just real quick take a second to shit on the headline that I saw from multiple sites that I never clicked on, by the way, that said, Marvel director tapped for Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> All due respect, this bitch ain't no Marvel director. She didn't direct shit. <laughs> she didn't nope. direct shit for Marvel. She got fired, like, she got fired from a job. Yeah. She didn't that- direct a fucking frame of a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> so cut that shit out. <laughs> I didn't click on the link either. Comics Alliance. There, there was a headline I saw that said, the chick that got fired for Wonder Woman wanted Wonder Woman to have like a pet tiger that followed her around. What? I didn't see that. I saw that. <laughs> this was pretty bitching. I saw yeah, that I she wanted she it to be, be like. About that. She wanted to be like Braveheart. She wanted to do an epic origin tale. Braveheart had a tiger. And uh, Warner Brothers sought a story with less action and more character. Oh, yeah, good call. Good call, Wonder Warner Woman. Brothers. Now I like, want that tiger. I would not be mad. Because that sounds kind of cool. A Wonder Woman movie where she walked around with a fucking tiger. <laughs> uh, and apparently Warner Brothers didn't like McLaren's screen test, which, why did you why did you hire her before she did a screen test? Yeah. I don't get that. So they are just like trying to like, let's, we got to get a name out there. Maybe we, they'll work. Who we, knows? We need a, we need a fucking woman. Like the, that's the thing is they need, they needed a woman. They, they are not allowed to make a wonder woman movie without a female director. And that's cool. But that doesn't mean you're necessarily getting the best director for the job because you're basically left with whichever female director is not currently working. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, why didn't they go not- get? Who doesn't have a job right now? Yeah, <laughs> that person. Yeah, they should have got fucking uh, what? Uh, uh, Bigelow, Zero Dark. Yeah, yeah, Catherine Bigelow. Who were they were talking about? Catherine Bigelow for something. I, I think maybe it was for Wonder Woman. They they were rumoring. I don't see how you missed that. You're looking for why not be the first fucking movie to land an Academy Award winning director to do a, well, a first I mean, a first. Yeah. Like that's a big movie, you know Kenneth, what I mean? Kenneth like, Branagh won an Academy Award, and he directed Thor. Yeah, you know who I would want. Branagh uh, doesn't have a pussy. I'm talking <laughs> not about the, a not woman. That you know, he, <laughs> he probably gets. But you I ever don't seen know it? If he has. 
No, but but true. I mean, you know, you never know. <laughs> you he could be know. Bendis as shit and fucking yeah. got something applied. You know, that's your thing. Do it. I would like to see Wonder Woman directed by Punisher Warzone director Lexi Alexander. Oh my yes. god. Never give her a job again. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what she works on now? She works on Hannibal, and that shit is amazing. <laughs> Punisher Warzone is amazing. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Fuck both I, of you. <laughs> oh, I love that movie awful. so much. <laughs> it's I still haven't watched it. I've seen so bits. amazing. I love the the part in the movie where he goes through the floor through the big building full of bad guys, and the floors are separated by nationality of the bad guy. <laughs> yes. That part's pretty I love great. The part in the movie that comes afterwards is Punisher Warzone, before like all the words and shit scroll up at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably my favorite part oh of the movie. Oh my god, that movie! I saw that shit opening weekend. Me they too. Me. I was so I, happy. I wish I had seen that in theaters. Oh, it's. Fucking awesome! It's terrible, but it is awesome. <laughs> so we got a Jesse Custer. Uh, all along, it had been rumored that they were going for Dominic Cooper, and he is officially signed. I know Lee, you're not a hundred percent. I'm not sold, man. But hey, Dom- Dominic Cooper is better than nobody, bro. True, true. true. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hitting on it. I just the only thing I've seen him in is. Agent Agent Carter, it's, it's and, Agent and Carter, Marvel. and you know, as yeah. Howard Stark, like yeah. you know, it's the only thing. So yeah, I made it. I'm sure he's done other things. I've not seen him in it, and like, and you know, and I just don't see like, like Jesse Custer needs to be just all American, badass as badass yeah. can be, like yeah, fucking John Wayne, you know, fucking corn corn fed badass. And I mean, this Darryl- guy doesn't look like that. So I mean maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I hope I I really wanted to be good. Like I need it after Daredevil was such a win. I need my other favorite comic property to be a smash hit. Success. Oh, you need- can't you can't have your cake and eat it too, Lee Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got one or the other. Would you rather have had Daredevil or Preacher done right? At this point, Daredevil. I'm all right. <laughs> But I would really like them both to be really because good. Because Daredevil has, you know, greater ties to the Marvel Universe. You know, if Preacher does bad, then, you know, it, it's it's self-contained. But look at everything it's got going for it. AMC, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. And it's happening. It's legit happening. Yeah. I like my idea of the Daryl Dixon, Cassidy... Spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you, like they, they'll have to market this like they do Walking Dead, and Cassidy will be the new Daryl Dixon. Yeah, but Cassidy is the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> he is, but he's also kind of sexy, you know. Yeah, but he's he's a bad fucking- boy. Just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he has some redeeming qualities. He goes for it at the end there, man. But <laughs> All right, speaking of TV, uh, Academy Award winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, John Ridley, reportedly working on a secret Marvel TV project for ABC that will, quote, reinvent an existing Marvel superhero property. Interesting. 
Uh, one of the rumors that I saw today was Miss Marvel, you know, so, but you would go Kamala Khan with it. You know, they've already got the inhuman uh, aspect going on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but you kind of need Captain Marvel or more specifically Carol Danvers as Ms. Marvel before you can have Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel. Unless right. they yeah, skip yeah, over yeah. that yeah. entirely. invention there, right. Unless they skip over that entirely. Uh, but, you know, like I read a few of those articles, like on CBR, Newsarama, that's like, okay, well, here are the ten Marvel characters that need reinvention. And the the few that come to mind immediately are, you know, the, the characters that have had movies or TV shows that went bad, that they can kind of reboot. You got Blade, you got Punisher, you got Ghost Rider. Uh, what else? Man Thing. Man Thing! <laughs> Man thing would be pretty rad. Man thing would be pretty fucking rad, actually. <laughs> Howard the Duck. I was kidding, but I'd be all over that. George man. <laughs> Lucas was talking this weekend that uh, Howard the Duck's going to be the next big Marvel studio star. God, it, again, it, you know, we, we've said before that like you know Marvel could stand to have a comedy and like, yeah. like this is just straight up, just like no frill, just comedy. And Howard the Duck could be awesome. Like, there's. Good meat on that bone for for a hit, I think. Just just hurl money at Chip Zdarsky and have him write it. Yes, <laughs> just yes. <laughs> John Ridley is Howard the Duck, as, as scripted by Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> but then again, those those few that I mentioned, not Ms. Marvel, but Blade, Ghost Rider, Punisher, those would all benefit from Netflix. Like, yes. I don't want to see any of those on ABC. No, not after no. we've seen what they can do on Netflix. Right. Well, I actually don't want to see anything else pop up <laughs> on Netflix. I mean, uh, up on ABC. Well, I mean, everything on Netflix. They're still could it looking just be at like an Inhumans show. Do you think it could be spinning out of Agents of Shield? Well, uh, the, they're doing that Inhumans movie is the thing, and they're like, they're that's also true. I forgot about that. but shit. like in 2019 or some shit. They're also talking about spinning out Mockingbird from Agents of Shield on her own show. Yeah, I heard about that. Canceled. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay, but like, I don't know, man. I that's that's a tough pull because like, I don't know. Agents of Shield isn't good enough that I'm like more of that, please. It's not bad, but like, you know, it's the the improved. plot they have now with the real Shield is really fucking boring. Like. That's a Did they announce they announced a Doctor Strange movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They got a director yeah. uh, and fucking uh, Cumberbatch. Uh, yeah. Be- Benny Cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> Good old Benny Cucumbers. Yeah, I can't think of anyone that would Hey, we'll 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 find out yeah. sooner than later. I I'm had sure. a list of fucking Benedict Cumberbatch names. I can't find it now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, last story is we talked about uh, Frank Cho and his Spider Gwen sketch cover and the ensuing controversies uh, uh, last week. You know, Kerouac uh, brought up oh, the yeah, Nazis at some point for some reason. I forget <laughs> the context, uh, but he sold the Spider Gwen. 
and donated the $1,000 that he sold it for to House of Ruth, Maryland, a nonprofit organization that provides services for victims of domestic violence. And whether it was a calculated move or not, like, dude is doing something that I don't see a lot of his detractors doing. I mean, oh, right. Yeah. E- e- even if it, if, you know, people can donate shit privately. But re- remember back in the day, I wrote that article about, you know, these sites using rape in headlines for clicks. And proved your point mm-hmm. pretty much immediately. And my yeah. solution was here, if you're going to use rape and in in headlines to get clicks at least put a link for rain at the bottom of your article and you know this isn't the same situation but the fact that this guy did this sketch cover it was a huge controversy it was you know back and forth he he was painted to be this fucking jerk off and in the end you know he did something good with it you know it it started a discussion, and in the end, some good came out of it. So, you know, kind of look at it as like, dudes in the comic industry, if you want to draw uh, sexy chicks in gross poses, you know, you can do that. Do just, something nice. Just <laughs> make sure you fucking donate some money to a... Fucking, you got you to balance it out. Yeah, you got to balance it exactly. out. Exactly. And that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of nuts that that sketch cover cost whoever paid him to do it $1,000. And we all saw it for free. Like, that's <laughs> so much money. But you got to think, it's it's notorious now. Yeah. Like, it's probably worth more than that. But it was, yeah, it was going to be, like, that's what the price was before it became famous. Like, that's just his going rate for sketches. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's just what he got from the guy that paid him to do that. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no. $1,000 is insane. Some money so, for some fucking... So he's got that kind of money to throw around. Yeah, he does. You guys, Rich John... I don't, I don't mean to derail here, but as I was looking at the article on Bleeding Cool, I saw a headline that jumped out at me. Oh, it no. says, why the Netflix Daredevil just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the not, not, written by, not written by Rich Johnston, another it's Bleeding a, Cool contributor. No, 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 no. Somebody just wrote him a letter. <laughs> and he fucking says, posted hey, it. Hey, man, so here's what happened. I watched Daredevil, and she wrote like, like a thousand words <laughs> about how like Daredevil is not good. And then it says, here's my two cents. Run it if you want to or don't. I don't know what to say. I'm just not feeling it. Peace. Hell's Kitchenette. And he said, fuck it. Post. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Done. Ridiculous. Christ. Oh, bleeding cool. Ridiculous. (laughs) Rick. Is that the news? That's the news. That is the news. I feel like that is the news. Let's do it. So let's talk about comic books. Get the fuck out of here because I am tired. You got it, sir. I'm The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. It was an exciting first segment of the show tonight with, you know, Daredevil talk and Jose's expensive top and... 
love your top mm-hmm. story. And then, you know, every so often, Jose gets a fire under his ass on the podcast. <laughs> you know, it's it's every like three, four episodes. All of a sudden, he fucking goes ham about something. <laughs> you just gotta you, you gotta know- wait it out. Hey, the entire oh. time he was telling that story, I was on mute for a bunch of it because my cat was in my room being an asshole. <laughs> like at one point, he jumps on my bed and just scratches me for no goddamn reason. Because cats so kill people. Cats are <laughs> the worst. I see. What the fuck's up, man? Uh, it was a pretty light uh, week, comic wise. But it wasn't, wasn't that bad. It wasn't a whole lot really noteworthy, to be honest. Uh, let's see. Fucking. Even like the. Uh, New Transformers, the 40th, the Combiner Wars Chapter 2. Lots of, you know, kind of, lots of background, lots of build. Not, not a whole lot of action, really. Uh, not that that's a bad thing. Just not, not a whole lot there to talk about, really. Um, fuck, I'm trying to think what was actually really good. Uh, Archie versus Predator? Read the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Read the hell out of that book. Uh, How does that work? Archie versus Predator. It works. By that one of the fucking Jughead wins a beach resort vacation out of a bag of chips. And so they go to a beach resort, you know, where a predator ship lands on the same fucking island. Okay. And, you know, those asshole ginger kids that think get themselves killed. First and foremost. But, like, it's, you know, what you perceive to be typical Archie bullshit, like him, you know, not knowing which one of the girls he wants to bang, and like you know this ridiculous goofy shit. And meanwhile, the predators just kind of stalk him from the distance, like doing the thermal scans and shit. <laughs> and so, like you know, the, the 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 shit hasn't jumped off, so to speak, quite yet. But yeah, there is one thing with her. They, you know, Betty ran off into the woods because you know she had a fight with Veronica and shit. And when they tracked her down, like you know. They finally found her, and Benny and Veronica are making up and shit, and the next page is, like, the Predator up in a tree with the ginger kids, like, fucking skin. He's holding their skulls and shit. <laughs> Jesus. And it's all done in, like, classic Archie Yeah, yeah, it style. looks like classic Archie. Not like, you know, Afterlife with Archie is, you know, Francesco Francavilla, so, like, it looks very, you know, moody and shit. Like, no, no, no. It just looks like Archie comics that happen to have the Predator in them. <laughs> it's excellent, you guys. Fucking excellent. So much damn fun. Did you read uh, Sabrina from this week? Oh, fi- shit. Finally? With issue two? Finally? Yep. Finally issue shit. two. Okay, I got to get it because I, I, I look for it every week. And of course, the one week I don't look for it, of course. Yeah. First issue came out at the end of October. Second issue came out last week. To the point where I thought, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that shit was a one shot all along and I was wrong. Nope. Nope. And the next issue will be out on the 20th, it says. Okay. Of, of sure. <laughs> so I think, I think they're getting back on the, the normal schedule. Because uh, the guy that writes that, he's, I think he's heading up the Archie, the eventual Archie TV series it's on Fox. Roberto Acquires a Casa, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Afterlife with Archie has been so delayed, too. And he's got TV experience, too. I mean, he's got the chops for it. Yeah. I'm, have, have you heard like what the premise of that Archie show is? No. It's like art. They I think they called it Archie meets Twin Peaks. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm all right with it. I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, let's see what else, man. Um, shit. Thor was really good. It always is. Uh, I. They they may have revealed who she is, or it might be a big old red herring in this issue. 
Yeah, I think we find out for sure next issue. Yeah, I think that I think they're going to let us know for sure. Um, if the red herring turns out to be true, I'm okay with it. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm alright with that. I, I dig it. I like it a lot. Well, um, okay. give give it to us. Come on. It's uh, could be, um, uh, Roz Solomon, the uh, Shield agent that uh, he was kind of hanging out with. You know, maybe sort of kind of had a thing with during the uh, God of Thunder run. And she's really cool. She's a lot of fun. And uh, I, if, if it is her, that'd be awesome. And it would explain a lot of her mannerisms, too. If it is her. So I, I would be really, really okay with that. And again, you know, I, I think I'll probably say it every time this book comes out. But holy shit, does it look good. Yeah, it does. Russell Dodderman on the art for this. It's just really something else. <laughs> like fucking spectacular to look at. Like that dude came out of nowhere. I had never heard of him before. Yeah. Thor, and then suddenly he's on the store book, and it's just—it's some of the most beautiful comic art Marvel has right now. It's amazing. Yeah. Without being like super duper rendered either, like it's really interesting. Um, Loki and Magneto both had their last issues uh, before the last days shit, where Comics Lines wants to know who Loki's gonna bang <laughs> during the last days. <laughs> uh, the Loki book, man, like, Al Ewing is following up on some shit that, like, uh, uh, Kieran Gillen started years ago. Like, this crazy arc with Loki coming from Kid Loki to, you know, the weird teenage version to what he is now, like, it's a, like, I mean, a long, long story, but paying off in a really satisfying way. Like, I, I, I got to give him props, man. Like, really, really well done. Uh, I'm I'm all right with it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Magneto is boring as fuck. Um, <laughs> it's not that good, and not really a whole lot else to talk about because I will be damned before I buy another fucking convergence book. So I don't know what the fuck's happening over there. <laughs> oh man, it's still not good. Issue two was just well, you know, issue two was better than the first, but it's still not good. See, I'm just I'm 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 in this weird spot where like I don't want to like. I don't want to miss something that like might be important. Oh no, you're not going to miss anything. I don't think I am because like no, you're not because you know like like I read the Bat- a lot of Batman books, but like those books are not being published in two months because of convergence. But like they're in the middle of fucking stories. Yeah. So like when it comes back, they're going to be still in the middle. So it's not like it's going to be we're like we're going to see like a. I don't think we're going to have a pre and post convergence world. I don't, I don't think it's going to matter at all. Yeah. Well, don't don't forget that Batman. Justice League, uh, Superman, and the final issue Multiversity all drop the last Wednesday in April. Is that right? Yeah. So you do have some DC comics that are actually relevant. Okay. I'm glad May, you May is totally irrelevant bullshit, but the end of April, there's some stuff. Interesting. Yeah, the, there was one kind of cool moment in uh, Convergence this week where... The Earth 2 people wandered through the old pre-New 52 DCU. So you had Earth 2 Batman, who was Thomas Wayne, meeting pre-New 52 Batman, who was, you know, just Bruce. So that was kind of a cool moment. They didn't show their conversation. Like, you just know something happened between them. And I think that was the right way to play it. It was was kind of a cool, a little cool thing inside a book that's pretty much poop. It makes me worried because, like, it's just, I don't know. It makes me worried that 
Secret Wars may be more of the same shit. But at least Secret Wars, like, they've been going towards it. Yeah, and the, Secret Wars has a bunch of rad-sounding miniseries. And some really top-notch talent. Yeah. So at least those are going to be pretty sweet, even if the main book isn't that great. Makes me nervous, though. They're going to fuck up a lot of my comics. Yep. Anything else we're talking about? Uh, the first issue of Bloodshot Reborn came out this week. I haven't got to it yet. How was it? It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. For people that don't know, the premise is that at the end of the Valiant, uh, Bloodshot lost his like Bloodshot nanites that healed him and made him Bloodshot, pretty much. <laughs> so, so now he's just a dude. And it's kind of, it's just following up on that, what happens to Bloodshot once he stops being Bloodshot. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot, and it's following up m- more great stuff from Valiant, and also from Valiant coming coming out tomorrow. Ninjack issue two. Fuck yeah, Ninjack issue two. <laughs> there was some news today about the the Valiant. Uh, I think Sony deal. Is it Sony? Five pictures, man. Yeah. Yeah, I saw they're doing. They but unfortunately, Archer Armstrong was not on that list and i mean yeah so what what sony said we fucked up spider-man what else can we do yeah <laughs> i don't know the thing the valiant stuff there's some really like i mean like do you, okay, do you know why valiant is like a thing right now like why they're doing their thing today like there's this why guy came, he was like, this, why uh, they came back this uh, what's that are you asking like if i know why they came back or yeah I, I kind of do. <laughs> this guy, he was this this guy. He's a he's an like a, this Indian investor guy, and you know he's a guy that just grew up in like the eighties nineties, loved comics, got rich, bought the Valiant catalog, and said, "Make me Valiant comics." <laughs> he hired a whole bunch of fucking uh... talented people to make these comics, and says, "Go, I'm gonna give you all the money you need." Like I mean, so like they're literally being funded and financed and spearheaded and led by a guy who just grew up loving dying comics, and it shows. Yeah, it really does. You know, it's a lot of really interesting characters and properties that aren't super familiar to people that even read comics, much less the mainstream. So, the sky's the limit for those movies. I'm pretty excited about it. Good for those guys. If you would have told me a couple years ago that Valiant is putting out some of my favorite superhero comics. I would have told you you're insane. Because, <laughs> A, how the fuck is Valiant coming back? And, B, how are they making anything worthwhile? <laughs> and I'm trying to think of anything else. I, re- I read all of Secret Warriors, and you can find out my thoughts on that tomorrow on the website. Very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I'd pre- what I did was, while I was reading them, I had my phone with me and just had a document open on there, and every issue... Or so I was just leaving notes in there, and it's just my running commentary while I'm reading. <laughs> it's it didn't have as great an ending as it had a beginning. Such a good beginning. Yeah. Then it just became too Hickmany. <laughs> the point where when when Avengers had new Avengers happened, and I saw it happening to that book too, I'm like, you know what? Fuck me for trying. Uh huh. Like I deserve this. Well, next week, the final issues of his Avengers come out. So we'll see how that goes. Oh my or wait, God. no, not this coming Wednesday. This is the Wednesday after that. I love that Kelly coined the term Hickmini. 
It's I mean, true though. It is, man. It's like so Hickman-y. <laughs> it sounds like a he slur. Is this generation of the Grant Morrison. Like, <laughs> he fucking plays by his own rules and doesn't give a fuck what anybody else does. Like he just I don't think he has even the slightest inkling or notion that, like, hey, asshole, you can't do this shit to the Avengers. They're not yours. <laughs> like, other people need these things. Like, Thor's dead. Thor's right. just straight up dead. Right. Yeah, he killed Thor. Killed Thor. Killed him dead and fuck. <laughs> Shang-Chi can apparently multiply himself, but only in his books. Yeah, that's fucking weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. But, even so... One old ass man, Steve Rogers, can still take out nine changes. Apparently, ah, oh, now I'm mad about that scene again. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, it's dumb as fuck. <laughs> what you got, Nizzy? That we're talking about? No, nothing worth talking about because I Who didn't say? read anything. I spun the top. <laughs> spun the. Top. I do have a question for you though, Lee. Uh, where are you at on the Powers TV series? <laughs> I have not watched the last one or two because they're doing that shit. They're releasing an episode a week like it's fucking television. Oh yeah, uh, that's yeah. dumb. Which is weird. Like so, every Tuesday when cause like every Tuesday games come out and they update the PlayStation Store, and so they you know put a new powers up and you that's know, bullshit. The I mean the ones that I've watched I mean like it's not bad. It really isn't bad. It's 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 not you know it's just the delivery. Yeah, it's just it just it, it doesn't I don't you know, and again you, you compare it to something like Daredevil, which like you know, they clearly had no content restrictions on powers, obviously you know, so they can do whatever the fuck they want to, they just don't chose to do that, <laughs> you know, and that's it's really strange because like it just it doesn't look that good, you know, like it's just you know the I I, I said it before I don't believe any of the characters. Any of the performances. I just don't believe them at all. Like, the only one I believe is Eddie Izzard because he's amazing in basically anything. But like the guy that plays Royale and the guy that plays Christian Walker, like I don't give a fuck about Christian Walker. <laughs> That's the guy from District 9, right? He yeah. is, so you know he's a good actor. Yeah. Like well, he's a really good actor. He was also Murdoch in the eighteen movie, so And he was a great fucking Murdoch. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> and that's just a straight up, you know, aping, you know, fucking character thing, man. Like, so I don't, I don't know what's going wrong here, other than like basically anything. But like, but the plot, the story that they're telling is captivating enough that I really do want to see what happens. I just won't necessarily like the way it looks when I watch it happen, you know. But like, the story is interesting. Again, I, I equate it to you know reading a comic book that you don't like the art of. But in TV form. That's basically what it is. <laughs> and, you know, but again, man, like, Daredevil, you guys, fucking just fucked up the curve for everybody. Like, how am I supposed to go back and watch episode six or whatever the fuck, seven of Powers, after 13 <laughs> episodes of Daredevil, and not just get pissed off at it? Because you got nothing else. Because you got to wait at least till the end of the year for it. Again. I can yeah, Daredevil could, again. You right? could. You could. You really could. Have you seen the people that keep saying Daredevil's just trying to be Arrow? What? Because I want to slap all those people. That's fucking ridiculous. And that's no disrespect to Arrow because it's pretty good. Because they don't know what the fuck they're talking fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> Arrow's really good. Like, it's probably the closest thing, like, as far as, you know, 
weight and character bits to Daredevil that's on TV is Arrow show. It's, it's, it's pretty good. But uh, when I went to dinner on Sunday with Mary and my parents, and I was as as I'm wont to do, I was wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt, and that always opens me up for strangers talking to me. And <laughs> the manager comes over to our table because we had a problem with our our meal. And you know he he deals with the business thing. He looks at me. He's like, "Oh, you 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 like the new turtles?" And oh he, no! And he's like, "Uh, the the new movie." And I was like, "Nah, I didn't like the new movie." He's like, "But you hear uh, the guy from Arrow is gonna be Casey Jones, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool, but you know he's still gonna be in that crap. He's gonna be in a sequel to that crappy movie." He's like, "Yeah, I I follow the dude from Arrow on Facebook." I, I really like him. I like that show. I like all the maymays that he posts on Facebook. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, whoa, what? Maymay? Oh, he means memes. Maymays. He means memes. <laughs> Fucking love them maymays. <laughs> Fucking, you ever see maymays, babies? Maymay kids? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Maymays. Oh, that is, that is adorable. <laughs> maymays. <laughs> Have I told the story about me trying to watch Arrow? The last time I tried to watch Arrow on here, no, no, because I've never I've watched the pilot of Arrow and didn't care much for it, so I just didn't watch it again after that. But then I did watch the crossover episode with the Flash, and I the Flash is uh, my girlfriend Jordan, her favorite superhero, so we watched the Flash together. <laughs> so that's why I'm so fucking far behind on the Flash. But we're watching the episode of Arrow, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, oh, I'm fucking, I'm bored by this. I don't know. Ah, maybe it's just me. So I turned to her. I was going to ask her, I'm like, hey, are you bored by this? And she's just flat out asleep. <laughs> like, ah, oh, that answers my question. This is boring. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you can't always attribute falling asleep to being bored because sometimes, you know, Mary will fall asleep at the drop of a hat. That doesn't mean that she's bored. I'm not convinced Mary's not a low to mid-level narcoleptic. <laughs> You've said that before. <laughs> like, you should not let that girl drive. She was so determined to prove you wrong by staying up late <laughs> at night to watch Daredevil, but that shit did not happen. No. Everyone no. was a little bit narcoleptic that night. By the time we got to the end, for sure. For sure. I think we got to the end of episode five or six, whatever it was. It was episode like, five. So, we going again? I think it was me. I go, nah, I'm tapping out. And Nye <laughs> just goes, anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? And everyone just kind of shaking their heads. And he just goes, all right, that is a very adult decision. And I think we're okay. <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah. yeah, because during episode five, I looked around the room at one point, And I think three people were still actively watching and awake. And everyone else was asleep. <laughs> yeah, we we ended up having to rewatch that episode because I never fell asleep, but I was nodding pretty hardcore. <laughs> it was late. It, it'd been a full day. Yeah, a full weekend. Yeah, it was good times. All right, well that is our show. Um, fucking man, if we're gonna be in Chicago, come see us. Come hang out. We'll be at C2E2 doing the thing. Um, don't have a goddamn leaving. thing official to do. Nope. So um, I'm kind of right with it. Not ho- well, if I'd be hosting something. Nope, just hanging out, having a fucking rad time. <laughs> We'll be around, man. Come see us. Come hang out. Come say hi. Come, come, shake, come shake hands. Give us a hug. It's not a hug. That's creepy. Have Jose free spin two his... <laughs> free two sweets. Have Jose spin his $2,000 top for you. Yeah, spin the top. Well, I'm going to ask you guys to do that for me. Yeah. Too sweet the top as a spinning. We could die. No, don't touch the top. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not touch the top. All right, man. So that's our show. Um, yeah, I'll see you fuckers this weekend. 
One yeah. Of, it's been too long, shit. Lee. It's been too long. It's been too long. Far too long. It's been, I mean, God, days, really. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausting. Uh, all right. Well, that is our show. Uh, join us back this time next week, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, at chat.panelsonpages.com. Email Don't us. eat the bluebell, y'all. Don't eat it. Don't eat the bluebell. Oh. Don't eat the bluebell. Uh, email us, podcast at panelsonpages.com, or leave us a voicemail, 616-951-1-POP. Yeah. L- let us know your favorite uh, stories from C2E2 over the weekend, or your yep. favorite pop or popcast memories, because it's post C2E2 episode and 100th episode, That's right, man. Yeah. 100th episode. Again, that's ridiculous. Oh, and if you're at a C2E2, come talk to me if you want to be on an episode of PCW. I'll be doing an on-the-road episode recording bits on my phone all weekend. Nice. nice. Oh snap. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. So, for Jason Nyes, uh, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris, I'm uh, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. We love you. Good night and goodbye.
That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo.